0: Welcome to the Chelsea fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that would never sub off a sub unless it wasn't working for us. A disappointing 1 <laughs> 1 draw against Saints on Saturday, largely due to Chelsea's inability to make the right decisions and be precise and clinical in the final third. Maybe it's not the managers after all, and in fact, a lack of quality in the players. Tuchel is learning fast what Frank Lampard and indeed. We have known all along. Chelsea is a squad bereft of world-class quality, and arguably only Mason Mount and N'Golo can take good enough to walk into Chelsea's dominant side of 10 years ago plus. There's a fair amount of potential, but still far too much dead weight. And talking of potential, the big story of the day was Callum Hudson-Odoi coming on as a second-half sub, only to be subbed off himself a mere 36 minutes later. Callum may have the greatest potential of all of our young players, but without the right attitude, it won't be enough, which is what Tuchel seemed to question. Was Tuchel sending out a message to other underperforming players or unfairly singling out a player who didn't deserve the ultimate humiliation? This and many other things will be discussed on the Chelsea Fancast tonight as we separate the Saints from the Sinners. And tonight's show, of course, is called Saints and Sinners, Chelsea Fancast number seven hundred and ninety seven. Indeed. Oh, really? uh, and on that on this auspicious day uh, this is an auspicious day, and uh, you'll be very well aware of this in a minute, but um first and foremost, the right honourable Lord Sir Jonathan Smith Smythe, <laughs> even Kidd. Hello. Uh, I think Kidd itself with a Y is uh, is Poncy enough without putting a smile. I've got a better it. one. Got a better one. The Right yeah. Honourable, the Right Honourable Lord Sir St. John Jonathan Kid oh, Smythe.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, Kid yes. Smythe. Yes. Sounds like a boxer. Kid <laughs> Smythe. How are you? Anyway, you're right? I'm good, thank you. I'm a bit knackered. Uh, up very early, doing a voice, um, uh, doing, doing a bit of singing, and um, but yeah, good, thank you. Didn't um, didn't enjoy Saturday much. We're going to talk about it. However, you know, I. I feel I ought to not talk long, given that the... Uh,
0: well, uh, uh, well, well the uh, go, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I've actually, as you can see, Jonathan, in the running order, you are now an item in the running order. Well,
1: actually, the pressure's on, G- Yes, B- it to is. JK, JK Match Report. I've had to do some work. Well, I, write, I didn't really know what notes, to call it. Notes,
0: you know? Match yeah. Report might be a bit general, glib, I don't know, but it's your bit to just do whatever you want to do with. Yes, something for me to bear my bottom metaphorically. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that but that'll be coming up in a minute. But as you rightly said, it's a this is an auspicious day for the Chelsea fancast because this has not happened enough recently. And there can only be one person to blame for that and I'm afraid it has to be me. I'm the one that does the bloody schedule. Although I do think that one of one of the uh, couplet did actually was actually scheduled to be with the other and wasn't able to make it. So it's not for want of trying, but I have to say I'm so delighted to welcome the smut buddies return. Mr. Tony Glover and the lovely Alexandra Churchill. Good evening. Good evening. Smut
2: buddies. Yeah. Can you put she's... that sexy hair in a little top knot for me while we record uh, this?
3: Of course, I'll try. Because a
1: Gareth Bale top the knot. God woman. One? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, no,
2: unlike Gareth Bale, he's not growing his hair to hide the fact that most of it's falling out.
1: Yes, exactly that. Yeah.
2: Is that what and Tony's I will say doing? This. Well, no. Apparently, when Gareth Bale, he's got a massive ball patch, and that's why it's all grown and pulled straight back like that. It's a way of masking if you're losing your hair, like at the back on the crown.
0: Oh. You haven't, oh. you haven't remarked on my luscious, luscious curls, Alex. By well, the way, well, you've got Can a you little
2: baby I'm, mullet coming there. Upset about you? that. your headphones are in the way. Take the headphones off. No, because then I can't
3: hear. Got
2: a little deal. mullet nice. going, <laughs> hasn't he? But
3: in all fairness to Alex, she's she's on the verge of becoming. You know, the, 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 the next Simon Sharma, the next, <laughs> you know. The
2: next, the next racist asshole talking about Instagram. <laughs> I think he's all right. He? <laughs> Who's, yeah, that? Who's the, the awful... Alice Roberts. Oh, no, no, it was, it was Alice the other Roberts. one.
1: Alice Roberts.
2: Alice, Alice Roberts, and... yeah. Was Lucy was Wolsey. Was it Simon Sharma that turned out to be, like, a fascist? Who was the the
0: Holocaust dinner? Starkey. There you go. That's it.
2: Sorry. Many apologies to Simon Shammar. Simon Shammar's a
0: Jew. He's Jewish, I think. Anyway. anyway. It's lovely to see you both. And a timely reminder, much as you love each other and we all love you, the audience will love you much more if you don't all talk over each other. I know it's hard. I know you're excited. But it will make sense. Trust me. Anyway. Moving swiftly along, I'm really just so delighted to see these two back. I mean, it's, I'm almost in the same room. It sadly isn't. I wish it was, but it's this will have to do. Now, on the show tonight, we're going to give Saint, Hood, Saint Hoods, even to Mount and Kante for their high-quality performances, and we're going to debate whether Callum Hudson-Odoi was the sinner or the sinned against. Uh, in part two, we discuss Tuchel's need for Vorsprung durch Präzision, which is... Uh, Basically, through
3: precision.
0: Yes. Well, no, actually, what it really means is getting ahead through precision. Whereas the Audi one was getting ahead through technology. We need to get ahead through precision, according to Tommy Tuchel. That's my take on it anyway.
2: It's uh, need to fashion a shot on goal, surely. Well, that's one of the things. Overcomplicating. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. We're going to ask whether we are currently watching Sarri Ball Without Hazard. And never mind the quality, feel the deadwood. Uh, in part three, JK and myself have got our work cut out tonight because we have loads of long emails uh, sent in by our faithful listeners. But we will be reading them all out because that's what we do. Three have failed to make the cut this week because you got them in on Monday, not Sunday. But uh, Joe and Bob and Owen, I think. I can't remember, but there were three. Don't worry, you'll get them in next week, I promise. But this week we've got uh, one from Nigeria. Well, it's from a Nigerian in America. So Darren Fagbohan. Benjamin Moss, Matt Scott, Nate Piacentino, Tommy Milosh, Jake Aldridge, the wonderful, legendary Brian Wolfe, and the equally wonderful and legendary Graham Harvey. So we've got a good selection of emails from people there. And finally, in part four, we wrap up uh, by previewing tomorrow night, Tuesday night's big Champions League match, where, of course, Chelsea face La Liga leaders Atletico Madrid. Now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat room, uh, as so many of them do. Of course, Tony quite often uh, is a resident of the chat room when he's not actually on the show. So uh, I suspect he's probably in there with you all tonight as well. Uh, I won't read you all out. You all know who you are. We love seeing you in there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, any other time, just tweet us at Chelsea Fancast, at Chelsea Fancast on Instagram, at Chelsea Fancast on Facebook. You know where to find us. It's very, very simple. Now, we'll be back to talk about the football after this short break. <laughs> Well, 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 well. I'm gonna, uh, as you know, of course. I've now, as I, as I was telling everybody, I've, I've incorporated him and it into the running order for the first proper football talk of the show. I give you the legend in his own lunchtime, Sir Jonathan Kidd.
1: Oh, the pressure, the pressure.
0: Um, well,
1: let's just put it this way: um, uh, the game against the Saints was shit, <laughs> and. Um, uh, nearly everybody was shit other than the perennial mount who is just um brilliant except he similarly is struck by the unable to hit the target disease other than when it takes a penalty <clears throat> um kante who stepped up and was uh for particularly the first half back to his best and um which is nipping in and getting the ball and you can actually see Tuchel, Tuchel's mentioned already wanted to work with him so um uh, and he's always admired him as a player. So perhaps he will then become the cornerstone of whatever tactics or whatever group of players he eventually comes up with. Because I think all of this is like a um, uh, is like a, a weather vane working out which way the wind's blowing. He's trying to work out exactly who would fit into the kind of tactics that he thinks he can make work. Hey, both JK, the, And it, what's that?
0: It doesn't take a weatherman to t- to know which way the wind blows.
1: Weather Vane, I said, actually, not the weatherman. Did you? Yeah, sorry. It's almost so really you, clever. You ru- ruined my image completely, Chig. I'm sorry. Thank I you. thought it was worth
0: it because it, it was such a good gag.
1: It was very good. I must admit, sorry, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you got any more meteorology? No, I'm going to yeah. leave you to it. They leave you to it, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not <laughs> ranting. Um, but um, um, and let's be honest, let's be honest. Um, yes, as, as somebody so beautifully put on Twitter, I, I, I'm bound to be annoyed because... Werner provided no um, didn't score and also didn't provide any assists so he couldn't possibly be man of the match based on that so I could therefore um, be as rude about him as I wanted Uh, he was absolutely appalling as was Abraham and I'm not having any of this oh he was injured that's why he went off at half time he went off at half time because he was just wandering about bemused as to what on earth to do, which may be because he wasn't sure what his role was. And then we had the brilliance of doy coming on. And for all his having been thrown off um, after only, whatever it was, half an hour, um, he did add momentum. But um, he, he obviously added a momentum that Tuchel hadn't asked for because he'd asked him to play in a specific way. And the low was the moment where Mount passed the ball to him which from a corner, which was clearly a, a training Moment just to actually whisk the ball into the center from a different angle, and he managed to get dispossessed. and The ball went out for a corner, it's not went out for a throw in, I should say, to to Southampton. And that was when, um, the, I think the toys were thrown completely out of the pram by Tuco. Now, I have to say, I don't, um, we're going to get onto this eventually, but I, I, um, I don't have a problem with it. You know, Mourinho took coal off whenever he felt like it, and I think it's a uh, if you think that's not fitting your system, go for it. And I'm not. I'm not um, worried about the ego of the player. I think they can all deal with it. I think it's absolutely fair enough, particularly when the team is so underperforming because it was absolutely atrocious. Now they start. Well,
2: how Tuchel responded when they asked him about it was spot on, perfect, no drama. Yeah. It wasn't working for me. I changed it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to go for the you know sensitivity. You mustn't do. You match of the day, so you don't do that. You put it in the changing room. If he wants to do it like that, he does it like that. He's hardly been in the job. He's trying to work out what the best team is. He's been—he's—we're faced possibly with the—with the—we're faced with the possibility that Frank had exactly the same problem, and they're just not all up—they're not up to it. And in which case, you know, will he last the eighteen months he's gotten the contract, or will he say this is what I need to do to get this team to work? And tomorrow night, as a consequence, is going to be. Very big for the uh, for who he selects and for the um, um, how the team do this season. I mean, he brought Zayat, John Zayat, body language appalling, did not want to be on the pitch, did nothing. You think, hang on, these are all 50 million pound players, what is going on here? Um, so uh, I, um, he even he, though know, he, he went on about there being a lack of precision in defense and clearly a lack of precision up front because they. There's just no shots. If nobody's shooting, we're not going to score. So what? How on, earth do, how on earth do we get round this? You're not going to get round it if 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 um, Kovacic, for all his excellence, and he's been playing excellently, but cannot shoot ever. Um, Jorginho, when pressed, as we all know, and we've all known this, it just can't deal with it, doesn't shoot either. Um, none of the forwards are shooting. Pulisic just seems to have a, a constant injury problem. Um, uh, I, in the end, I just don't know how Tuchel is going to make it work unless he somehow creates a different pattern, a different tactic for them to play. I suppose we'll carry on playing the three. Um, Silver is, uh, is the one success out of all the purchases uh, at the moment. Um, and he can't play all the time because he's 36. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether um, Rudiger, who for me still has a, a major glitch in him every game, whether he gets in again um, Zuma seemed to have a pretty good game except for the fact he was missing for the goal so um, uh, all in all um, not trying to be horrible about them but um, it was absolutely dismal wasn't it um, well so uh, yeah
0: you know. uh, thanks Jake Okay, I, I mean you know it, I've had a rough couple of weeks but I, I cheered myself up today I'm not quite sure maybe a box of fudge helped and I was really like looking forward to the show. I and, and now right i now again. i feel like saying fuck it i'm not can't be bothered anymore because i'm just so depressed <laughs> but i mean i have to say in all seriousness no mate i you know I, if i'd have just done you know what 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 you do at the beginning of the show i in fact i pretty much said many similar things in the in the beginning i, I think it was it was a very poor performance but i want to start on the the only two positives okay which i'm sure well i know you agree with because you pretty much said that um but uh but alex um my God, uh, what more can we say about Mason Mount? I, I just wish there were 11 of him. I mean, his skill, his desire, his heart, the fact that he puts everything into it. He's a very clever, very skillful player. I agree with JK. He's lost his shooting radar at the moment, but now he takes penalties as well. Why? Wh- I th- it's quite remarkable that a kid who's, what, 22-23, is, is already, I think, the standout player of the season for us. <laughs> He's
2: the only fucking grown up in the yeah. room right now. Yeah. He's the only grown up in the room. If we could clone him and put it out, we'd be doing much better. There's a reason he got that armband off of Frank. That wasn't done in error. And that wasn't a silly thing to give him that armband just before he went because um, he deserved it. And because he is a future captain and you're right. It shouldn't be that one of the youngest ones in the team is the biggest pro, but he is right now.
0: Mm. He's remarkable, isn't he? Um, Tony, I, 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 Alex alludes to the fact that, that Frank gave him the armband. I don't think he... Sh- I mean, you know, obviously Aspie's the incumbent. How long yeah. he goes on for, it's hard to say. But if I, if I was the manager at the club, or if I knew my onions, I would certainly be giving him the armband. Would you?
3: Yes. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, I do think he got the armband in Frank's last game. I think that was Frank's fuck you to the club. Because I think he knew that day... The Luton game was not it, I think. He knew he was on his way. Um, and I think that was his sign-off. I, I genuinely do. No, I agree with he you. He came out of nowhere. Um, uh, as piliqueta is it, he's in, for me, he's in his Ivanovic stage now, um, where where it's not quite what it was. And um, I think uh, it, he's, he's in the twilight of his time with us. I've never rated him as a, an inspirational captain. I really haven't. I don't think it, it's... He's been okay but like a, a lot of the kind of foreign players they, they they they're brought up on the fact that captaincy is really just a token um title a token honor if you like usually given to the eldest in the team and um i want a bit more from a captain really i've said it before um i don't know why people are, are down on rudiger so much because he's he, he, he's he got an own goal Look, any defender can do that but he's rarely put a foot wrong since he's come back in the side He's shown proper attitude, and he's as angry as I am with what's going on around And he's called Tony. Yeah, and he's called Tony. So he's got no, there's... there's, there's and that man can room. do no wrong in my eyes. He, he likes, likes hedgehogs.
2: <laughs> for off-the-field off reasons. And yeah. No. But, um, but uh, I honestly, I think hang as well... On, hang on, Tony, hang
0: I on, I on Alex. It's... Alex, I think this is a really... Sorry to butt in, Tony, but this is pertinent. <clears> Alex, could you remind us of that story you told us about Tony Rudy? Because it was a while ago... And with all the shit that's gone down recently about him, and he's got a lot of grief because he was perceived to be, you know, quite instrumental in getting Frank out, which I think has been proven not to be the case. Oh, but can you just remind the listeners what an amazing bloke this guy is?
2: Uh, so we had one of the domestic violence families, one of the little boys, um, his name's Jaden, he's 10. He uh, comes from that background. He'd been living in the shelter. We had done the done a- couple of years worth of Christmas presents for him and uh he doesn't get to live with his older brother and his older brother is a mad Chelsea fan and Jaden has sort of thrown himself into football um and he worships Tony Rudiger and uh we took him this was the Everton game so it was the last game before lockdown and actually when Steve Atkins said to me like don't be surprised if you're not back here for ages I laughed oh my god I laughed (laughs) but anyway uh we went um he, they invited him and his family. So his mum and his sister came as well. They sat right behind the dugout. They watched the game. Uh, the only exposure to Stanford Bridge that this kid had ever had before was standing outside and staring from the road and being mesmerised. Uh, they got taken to the director's lounge afterwards. They got spoiled by everybody, these kids. But the big thing was Tony Rudiger and he had been told the story before we got there. And it wasn't just... Uh, he, he was told um, the kid is basically here for you of all the players. So he met a few players as they were coming out on their way past, but they orchestrated the whole thing. So that Rudiger was the last one out and he didn't just come out and do photos with this kid. He, um, The only thing I can say about it is I would be very surprised if Rudiger doesn't have something of that kind of thing in his background as well, because he got this kid and he came out and he had set aside time to sit with this kid and talk to him about what he was feeling and how it was going um, and sort of encouraging him and saying like, you're the little man of the house now you've got to be strong for your mama. Um, And he's, he spent like, literally the kid was in tears. Um, They had pictures done and everything. And this little boy, he's, his crutch, he has like his spirit animal is hedgehogs and this little boy collects little hedgehogs like the little figurines and stuff. And um, he had learned that it was Rudiger's birthday that week. I didn't have a clue. And also that Rudiger had just become a father that week as well. So this was just before lockdown hit. So they were looking at pictures of the baby and everything. And um, he gave his favorite hedgehog to Rudiger um, and it now lives in Rudiger's wash bag. Um, he said to him, this is going to come to every game with me from now on. Um, he put it in his little, you know, the little wash bag. They all walk in under their arm. It lives in there now so that Jaden's yeah. with it at every game. Um, and as he left, he even, so when he was done and he did leave and he said goodbye, he stopped at the corner up by the shed end and he called him out again and he just gave the hedgehog a little kiss and he said, you're my buddy now, you're my friend. And I just that kid's life changed forever he got he got the shirt as well that he wore that day and that kid idolizes that man and don't tell me he could have just come out and done the photo and gone home but he was ready to spend nigh on i think half an hour 45 minutes with this child who he didn't know just making a difference in his life so i just uh, as that's what i mean when i say rudica can do no wrong in my eyes because if you've got a heart like that then i don't buy that you're the kind of immature shit that goes around trying to get managers fired i don't know how bad I never yeah, I don't saying, buy it at all Alex,
4: um, because
3: I just don't. That number one, I, I think. Although we, you know, we've talked about it before. I do think we have a, a player power culture going on. I don't think anybody can just swan up to the people on the board and say, "By the way, I don't like the man," because I think the board would turn around and say, "Well, fuck you." Ten years think?
2: ago, maybe when it was like yeah. Ballock and Terry so, and. Lampard and second that really. that's a fierce group to face yeah. down in the changing room, but not now. It's, because, so it's your become question. a real
0: media narrative, hasn't it, Tony? I think and that's it, therein well, lies uh, the problem. I mean, it, it
2: it
3: has and, and, and you know I I still think you know, I, I do think it, it's you know time for something if you're not gonna give it to Rudiger because uh, then you've got to give it to Mason Mill, because that you know that he's he's everything he's one of the only remaining things at the moment that's given me a connection to the club after the way they treated Frank Lampard. That's the absolute truth. That's the only one of the few positives in there that I see, you know, and I go back to what JK said about the game, you know, he described it it as shit. It was worse than shit in my view. Um, And (laughs) I, I went on a proper rant yesterday on Twitter about modern football because it's driving me fucking mad. It is Bilge to watch. I can't remember the last exciting game I watched. And when you come up with that at, at Man City-Arsenal game yesterday, 1,079 parties and four fucking shots on target.
2: Is that the only joy on? I get now is watching Liverpool fail. Yeah.
3: Is that what we want to watch? Is that if that's modern football, that honestly, football is eating itself. It's going up its own arse. And players are the big problem with their extra little touch and they're always looking for the pass, always looking for one of their fucking mates. Instead of levering it once or twice. Give the goalkeeper some fucking work to oh, do.
0: We, well, I'm we, absolutely we, furious. We will about it we will driving
3: we, me fucking I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna let, let you,
0: have you have full reign in part two. Yeah. Because I nicked that off you sari ball <laughs> without hazard with that with that with that entire rant that you had on twitter in mind so yeah. keep your powder dry on that tony because well, it it will be epic i know that um jk um i think we're all in, a, in agreement about how wonderful mount is but i I, you, I mean this the other thing actually weirdly and i don't know why this has suddenly erupted now but all of us are a gathering in the whatsapp oh, we've got our own little chelsea fancast whatsapp group and um we're all gathering in there of a match day and and having a lot of fun in there and and JK was equally effusive about N'Golo Kante quite right too mate um you know I I thought actually Joe Cole said something really interesting he said many interesting things after the game but one of them was about how good you know it looked like Kante's getting back to his best but it looks like we're going to have to manage him well because those niggly injuries he's had over the last couple of seasons may be catching up with him. So you've got to manage him carefully because he can't manage himself because Kante is Kante and he will only play one way. And that's at 175%. Well,
1: perhaps you you do the same as you do with Silva, which is you don't blame for some games. But um, um, the first, the, at least the first half hour, you suddenly realise what you've been missing. Um, because he just gets every single ball that comes near him. Every every player who comes with him, he nips it away. It's a, there's a Makaleli quality about him. But he's a he's a he's a uh, he's, he's more of a Durisol Bunny than Makaleli ever was. Makaleli was just this bizarre, um, almost b- like like some kind of um, succubus. He'd just sort of wrap <laughs> his legs around you and uh, <laughs> flick the ball away. But um, no, it, it it was it it was it was joyous to see because this is the. This was the way he played when we won the title under Conte. It was exactly like that, and he he was absolutely the same when he played for Leicester. So it makes you realise how he's been at about you know 50% most of the time he's played, which I think has been down to the injuries that um he's put himself through. I don't. I mean, you said this before, Tony. I don't know how uh, much the cup final, the Europa, Europa Cup final, affected him Um mm. because he he went. At, he he was clearly. um you Know, man, full of injections to get him playing and whether it completely took its toll. Uh, I've uh, I've no idea, but yeah, he was. If if he plays as well as that against Atletico, I mean, what I said earlier, I think if 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 it means for if Tuchel then says, Right, he's going to be the fulcrum of the side, you know, you've got two players who select themselves as Mount and him, but it, but it would be interesting to see what how tactically he makes it work around Kante. But as you say, it may be that he only. He has to use the squad, um, and 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 not have him playing. Uh, everybody. he's only twenty nine. It's not as if his body should be falling apart if he was the same age as Silver and playing at that at that level. Well, perhaps we'd under we'd understand, but uh, he should be able to deal with the same rigors that he puts himself through. It's just a question of getting to to top fitness, I think, which mm-hmm. he appears to be doing. No, it was it was uh, it was the most for me, other than the amount is a given but it was the most positive thing that came out of the game
0: yeah I, I mean it's an interesting thing isn't it because I mean you know we we all said beforehand uh Alex that we didn't you know Jorginho's a liability if a team's going to be at us and we expected Southampton to do that because they like a high press and I was desperate for Kante and Kovacic to work really really well in the midfield. Um, Kante was fantastic, but I don't think Kovacic was. I think Kovacic had a poor game by his standards. because
2: his own reaction when he yeah. went off. But he, he's he been really good. about how he thought his game went but as yeah, well. Yeah, but he's
0: been really good recently, to be fair, and he's worked well with Jorginho against teams that don't press us. But that aside, uh, Alex, you know, who, who who's our best double six in the team? Is it Kante and Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho, Jorginho or Kovacic? Kante and
2: Kovacic. Yeah.
0: Why would you say that?
2: Because I just think Jorginho is just too much of the the faffing. I like that Kovacic is a bastard at his it's best. Bad. Yes, um, you know. And how can you not pick Kante?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So for me, it's nothing against Jorginho, but I just love the bastardry of Kovacic when he's on his game. Yeah. He yeah. is a nightmare to play against. And you would always, always pick Kante. There's no way you pick Jorginho and Kovacic and leave Kante out if you have a choice. Yeah. Um, Unless you're I, managing Kante. Agree. Who, totally agree. The problem with Kante is he'll keep playing and he'll keep playing and he'll keep playing yeah. until he breaks himself because yeah. he's just that kind of bloke. He's not a whiner and he's not like it's not a slacker. He, um, so I think not. you probably have to watch him quite carefully to know when he's had enough and he needs
0: a break. I think with Mount he's our only other world-class player at the moment um, right now. <clears throat> so that's our Saints. There are only two. I'm not. I'm ignoring the eleven Saints that were on the pitch because we don't want to talk about them. Uh, we really now ought to talk about what happened with uh, Hudson Odoi. Um, I think you know it's fair to say that the jury's quite split on this, and 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 with reason. I, I've write, written an article for Football London today that covers it a little bit, and I as I'm sure everybody did, my mind went straight back to when Mourinho did it to Joe Cole which actually I think was in the uh was in the first half but I can't really remember but it was it oh, was 20 minutes yeah it, it was it was horrifying it was horrifying then and I and it was horrifying now for one reason in particular and that is that you know he is only 20 years old and and it is the most humiliating thing a footballer can face I thought it was really interesting. this is what uh dear old Frank LaBeouf I love Frank LaBeouf this is what he says he says okay. I want to know why and I want to know why and how he doesn't take Werner off. Uh, this is written by Frank LeBeuf, not Jonathan Kidd. I need to just state that for, for legal reasons. I want, to know how, I want to know why and how he doesn't take Werner off. He was really average in the first half, completely disappeared in the second half, but he stayed for 90 minutes. And Kovacic. You can't do that. That's horrible for a 20-year-old. Well, I, I understand the sentiment, but actually for me, the crux of this is, I, I agree with what J.K. said actually to a degree earlier on, is that, you know... T- Tommy Tuchel's the boss. It's his call to make, not ours. We're not the manager. He is now. He may be right. He may be wrong. He even said he even said that himself afterwards. But it's it's up to him whether he does it or not. The only beef I have with it is, um was he was he singling Hudson-Odoi out? There was a th- school of thought that says because Hudson-Odoi was on the touchline very close to Tuchel, he was kind of in range for any opprobrium. Because I thought that there are a number of players who absolutely stunk the place out, Werner being one of them, who should and could have been hooked, not, not Callum. The only other thing I'm just going to add into this before I let everybody else have a go is... I've managed a lot of people in my time, and it requires a a great deal of human psychology to do that. So my hope is that what Tuchel has done, he has singled Callum Hudson-Odoi out, but he's done it because he knows he can take it, whereas others might not. So what he's perhaps doing is sending a message out to the rest of them, is that if you don't do it for me, I'm going to fuck with you, and you're going to be pulled off. Not in the nicest possible way either. Not not in a Rodney Marsh sense. You know, I'm going to hook you off, all right? So maybe he's just sending a message out to the rest of them and he knows that Callum can take it. Now, I did an interview with Colin Pates a couple of years ago and Colin uh, coached Callum at the Whitgift School and he said that Callum was a real character, a very strong character and quite a naughty boy and he would, you know, be disobedient, he would do naughty things and... Colin would have it out with him and he would like say, OK, Gaffer, I'm really, really sorry. It won't happen again. I'll go and score a goal for you tomorrow. And invariably he would. So I'm I'm backing the fact that I didn't like it. I don't like it if it happens to any player because I think it is humiliating for them. But I think maybe there was some clever psychology going on here and maybe Tuchel might have it right. Of course, the proof, as always, will be in the eating of the big fat juicy pudding. Now Alex mm. had her hand up, but they're all poised to. They all look like a bunch of cobras, poised to strike. Ladies first, I think.
2: Uh, I completely agree with you. It was a marker for everybody that said, if you don't listen, and I don't get what I ask for, yeah. then I have no problem doing this. That said, I thought he did it. Considering, it, I mean, it's not as bad as ripping Joe Cole off for of twenty minutes. That's pretty fucking. That's you've spent all week planning that, and you sack someone off. I thought he did it with as much respect as he possibly could have. He took him off and then they interviewed it. And for me, he was very particular about the wording he used after the game when he said, I asked him for something very specific and he didn't give it to me. I was trying to effect a change to change the game and he didn't give me what I wanted. And I don't think he said he was shit or he didn't put... He implied possibly that he didn't put enough effort Well, actually, Alex, Alex I'm, just gonna but butt- Alex, said-
0: Alex, I'm just going to butt in because I have exactly what he said here, if I can read it, because there's so much bloody writing on this damn thing. Um, do you know what? I can't find it because I've written too much, it's, but well, I can remember uh, it because he said... Hang on, you. hang on, hang on. He, he criticised him for not counterpressing having a poor attitude and not enough energy. Those were his exact words.
2: Yeah, which were, that is what he had asked him for. He had brought him on because he wanted the counter press. He didn't give it to him, hence the attitude comment. And he didn't put enough into it. He didn't see the energy he wanted to see. He wanted to see him go on, follow his orders and effect a change in the game. And he didn't do it. So he tried something else. He then made sure he ended it by saying, I don't wake up tomorrow with a grudge against the kid. We start again tomorrow and he has as much chance as everybody else of starting on Tuesday, but it wasn't working today. And I don't have a problem with how he did it or what he did. And I think you're right. I think hudson Adoy may be 20 years old, but he's a big boy and he can take it. There's more flaky ones out there, possibly uh, JK would say like Werner, who might crumble, um, at something like that happening to them I don't think he will I think especially on hearing those public words from his manager he's left no room for doubt has he Tuchel I wasn't happy with him today didn't give me what I wanted we start again tomorrow that's the end of it there's no drama of course they want to make drama right they've got an hour after the game to fill talking shit after the game of course they want to make a big deal out of it there was nothing else exciting happening was there
0: true enough JK
1: oh i think alex has, has expressed it beautifully it um um i mean to, to be fair to adoy he did he, he came on with energy but clearly not what was required so uh i was trying to work out what it exactly was that he wanted him to do as i said the corner was just absolutely absurd um and uh there was a, 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 a there was a sloppiness about his play and he wasn't running back but he was attacking with the same energy he normally does um so he was fulfilling half of what was required. But, you know, if he if the manager specifically says, I want you to do something, and he sees that as being the way the game will be altered, and you pay no attention to him, then he, he is absolutely within his rights to take him off, having explained what the problem was. So I, I, I agree completely, Alex, that it's no... Yeah, as you someone said saying
2: he, in the he, chat that if you watch the game back as well, you can hear Tuchel yeah, telling yeah. him constantly, "Press, press," yeah. well, and no, he's uh, you, responding to the instructions. So. Absolutely,
1: but he—he's—he he, you hear everything. Tuchel is really, really vocal coach. There's no standing, pacing, and looking bewildered. We, we've got a—we've got a Sean Dice on our hands here. He—you uh, think he, he, he eats he, hamsters? He, he, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. But no, he, he punctuates what he requires. And also um, shows us emotionally Tuka what he feels. He's constantly going, "No, no, it's not what I've asked for." So, but my worry is, of course, it then becomes slightly Sari-like in that, "No, it's not what I've asked for. I want you to play a specific way."
4: Yeah, I don't, no, Sari I'm couldn't shout
2: five plans though. Sari couldn't no, no, shout like like Tuka because no, 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 he, he Sari, wouldn't have enough breath to do
1: involved. it. Sorry, wasn't involved at all. But uh, I mean, for all you know, once again, we've got had a huge number of games. We've he's hardly been with the club, has he, Tuchel? He's still trying to work out yeah, what, uh, what's happening. And yet here we are, almost saying, "Oh, that's it." Well, it's no, not I, don't, I don't
0: think I don't think we are. I certainly didn't allude no, no, to that. No, some in my people intro. on Twitter
1: are. I'm not saying we are, but um, no, well, people,
0: people on Twitter are. can get to fuck because they well, don't. This know what is they're talking the
2: first about. one where he's had a proper week to get a team ready. Well,
0: exactly, there is that. But he
2: would have been pissed had they not listened.
0: Indeed, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Um, what? What say you on this? I'd just like to, you know, introduce whatever you want to say on 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 the Hudson Doy incident, Tony, with. People should remember about what the Germans are like. If you've ever worked with Germans, who are a fine bunch of people, I'm very fond of Germans, I have to say, but I tell you what, they're not like us at all. They are absolutely, fundamentally, 150,000% direct. They say what they mean. They don't beat around the bush. They're not passive-aggressive. They're not mealy-mouthed like us bloody, mischievous Brits are. They are fundamentally direct, and that's what we're getting in his presses, Tony, and I like it.
3: That's fundamentally... The same, I think. You know, wherever you go on uh, mainland Europe, France, Germany, Italy least, they 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 tell it as they see it. That's that. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it's maybe the not British. the
0: French. Well, uh, no, no, I think the French. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking,
3: mate. <laughs> I, think they, I think they're I think they're equally militant. I think they've all got something that we've lost, which is a uh, um, some balls. And I I I think we, well, in the British, we we like to we like to sort of fluff things around it don't we and, 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 and be polite we
1: around the bush don't we Tony?
3: yeah we do and I think you know look, I look th- I thought it was wrong what he did I thought not because what he did I don't think it was wrong substitute a substitute Mourinho uh, very famously did Joe Cole after I don't know 17 minutes I think he, he took off Joe Cole and Sean Michael was, I think in the game against Fulham um we still lost the game mind but
2: Ian you Wright's know, never forgiven the club either. Yeah,
3: he, he he made he made his point. I think I think what he did was fine. If you, if you're not doing what he's said, then yes. However, I thought Hudson, I, where I agreed with Joe Cole, um, who, by the way, I must say, is a very very good pundit. He's good, isn't he? He's got better he, and better, isn't he? Really, really Absolutely good. Agree. And he's agreed, he's agreed. not at that media bollocks training he sort of says what he thinks even if he doesn't get the right words out he yeah. speaks and I love it I love it he, he, and he loves us there's no doubt about it. Yeah. but what I'm saying it's
2: is it's we that isn't it it's brilliant
3: yeah now what I, what I will say is that I just thought it was wrong to take hudson Adoy off on the basis of the way he was playing because without him we wouldn't have had the penalty because it was his pass into Mason Mount that created the penalty and he was causing them problems all the way down that right hand side he Was constantly getting in behind players and all this, so I don't. I, I look, I'm gonna have me back later about this counter press bollocks that we keep hearing about and all this rubbish that's going on in the game now. But so I think he was wrong, but not to, I don't think the principle of substituting a substitute is wrong if they're not playing well. I thought Hudson Doy was playing well, I thought he was. Making a difference for us and putting some fucking <laughs> fear into the Southampton defence, which is they basically hadn't really had all game, uh, and there were other players that I think he could have took off yeah. that were completely and utterly ineffective. And M- maybe Tony Verner, after his bright start, of, you know, bright game against Newcastle, sort of faded out of this game or whatever. Um, and there was something—it's more than just Verner's form. It's, it's something about the team and our inability to want to fucking score goals. I mean, that's another goal we got from a penalty that we haven't got from um, Open. Tony,
0: play. maybe maybe uh Tuchel wanted uh, Hudson-Odoi to play as badly as all the others were playing. Maybe that's why his instructions I mean, were only... He, did. he didn't maybe. take them to the I mean, left. May,
3: maybe he wanted some German uniform that <laughs> efficiency.
0: That, that listen, listen, did, listen. Can I just you, say
1: a second? Did you not think that it was... It was Just change one second. Do you think that it was God should just put his hands over his head? I'm and, just
0: stroking my locks. Oh,
1: no, you weren't. You were going, <laughs> oh my God, shut up. But, no, um, if I wanted you to do that, you, I'd you tell you. It. I'd Just like Tuchel in that respect. You'd say, you'd say you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I'd say, wouldn't. shut the fuck up, Jonathan. No, Let's you, move I, on. I, I, I deal with that. i deal with that. <laughs> yeah. um, but you didn't. You did a kind of body thing, which was a bit rubbish. I was anyway, stroking my locks, was, man. Oh, bollocks, you weren't. You were going, oh, <laughs> um, but no, the, the, the point I want to make was that I, I agree with you, Tony, completely. Uh, uh, And I said this earlier on, he gave great energy when he came on, but clearly wasn't doing what was required. And and he fucked that corner up completely. So I actually thought at the time, there's something else going on here. Because he wasn't bad and exactly the same. I thought, why the fuck isn't Werner coming off? So I actually thought that that whether this is something, he's trying to make a point for the team, he's trying to make a point with a doy who isn't listening to him or something, because doy came on, and you're absolutely right. Got the penalty, got the, set the penalty up, and played with an energy that nobody else had. Clearly, he wasn't doing what was required. But the the, the replacements, okay, as I said, Zayek came on, and you might as well he's you know it's taxi for Mister Zayek the way things are going at the moment
0: because he yeah. looked absolutely uninterested. Yeah. So you you I, think I, it's I, a I, yeah. on a bit, so, Tony. You think it's a bit. Really like what I said. He's sending a message out to the the yes, rest of the squad. Possibly. He's picked on. He's yeah. picked on uh, yeah. Hudson odoi because he can no, take I don't it. Think
3: it'll no, I think it will affect Hudson odoi I think it'll be alright mentality wise because I think he's he, he's got a bit of strop about him.
0: Yeah. And he's
3: got a bit of a. I, I think genuinely Hudson's got a bit of a. Oh, I'll fucking show you.
0: Yeah, he looked actually, angry actually. That's I mean, that, fine. That's it's, that's it's, the point, isn't it? In
3: Ruben's Loftus cheek, for example, who we know seems to be incredibly fragile. Uh, in terms of, uh, of attitude, although he did, he's played well for the last couple of games for Fulham. But yeah, been um, But I, I, I still say that, you know, it, it was the principle, the substitute, the substitute I've got no problem with. But the substitute, if he, if he wasn't doing what you're right, pull Verna, And honestly, if I thought I was going to get pulled off, Gigi, I'd play shit. Um, but in a slightly different meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was saying is, is that he could have took Werner off, bought on Ollie right, and said... Here, Ollie, go over and say oh, do this. Yeah. Go over and say the boss has seen you, Callum. So fucking do what you're told. Well we're gonna have that, a lot that, that that's my view of we're it. We're
0: gonna have a lot more of that coming up in part two. But before we do, because we're gonna talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what Tuchel really does want Um, But before we do that, um, I think actually for many of you, sadly not for me yet, and I don't know why mine always arrives so flaming late, but uh, many of you will have already received the latest issue of the best fanzine in the world, which of course is CFC UK. Uh, But I've got one, Well, I haven't got mine yet. I don't know why. Look. Yeah, I know. I don't don't know. I'm always the last to get it. It's the post. It's not DJ. It's the bloody postal service. I think it's because I'm in the sticks. That's maybe what it is. They have to do it by uh, carrier pigeon or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, as you will know, you can't get a copy at the CFC UK store because we're not allowed into games. But you still can get it. The hard copies. Eventually, they turn up by post. If you want to do that, just send an email to... uh, to DJ at cfcuk at gate17.co.uk, uh, become a subscriber. Each one, I think, is two quid plus which includes first class postal delivery. Uh, you can, of course, also get it digitally by subscribing online at cFCUk.net. Um, and of course you can get it via an app called Matchday Digital. I can't for the life of me remember what I wrote about last time, but I can assure you, it's wonderful. It's quality as it always is, but... Uh, you only have write right quality, chips, don't you? Well, thankfully, in, in, when it comes to CFC UK, there are much better writers in there than me. Mark Worrell, Kelvin Barker, Walter Otten, Clayton Beerman, Dean Mears, Mark Meehan. Unbelievable, isn't it? And they're all on the Chelsea fan cast too. Isn't that wonderful? We're very lucky. Anyway, uh, after this very short break, we'll be back to talk about Versprung durch Präzision, Sari Ball Without Hazard, and never mind the Quality, Feel the Deadwood. Fans' real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast.
3: Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancasts.com.
0: Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. Uh, the delicious man down there is uh, is Jonathan Kidd. Oh, great to be here. Isn't it lovely? It's lovely to have... It feels like we've got the old gang back together tonight, doesn't it? Mm. There's a bit I of that like feeling it. about it. You don't
2: really?
0: think so? Yeah. I do. He's away with look the look fairies. You look at him... Taken by it. your mullet, He's having an arrow moment. <laughs> um, but anyway, Alex is having a... I, I hope that's a large glass of red wine.
2: No, it's that's... Coke, but it has a treble shot of Jim Beam. In good
0: it. girl, good girl. Always <laughs> lovely to have Alex back. Alex, I like the way she said that. It's a Coke, but <laughs> with a triple. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I was, but it's
2: more like a Coke and Jim Beam than a Jim Beam. Yeah. Well,
0: Coke. do you know what? It's really lovely to see you. I've mi- I've really personally missed you. You haven't you haven't been on this for, for ages, and it's lovely to see you. And as for you, the other half of the smart buddies, it's always a delight to see Tony. Tony, I'm loving your beard, mate.
3: Nice. Yeah. 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 Right. Suits you. Yeah, suits you.
0: you. look like one of the Bee Gees.
3: I do, and this is this is this is my aim now. This is my aim. If I can, if I can, if I can, if I can get away with a kind of uh, it, it, in a very darkened room. Looking a
0: bit like Barry Gibb, I'll be quite happy. I, with I am that. cheating because one of our many WhatsApp groups is the is the virtual yes. pub one, which Tony oh, and I are yeah. in, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're all comparing uh, our, our, our very vari- well. Those of us who have got hair in the group, I should hasten yeah. to add, we're posting up Excuse pictures. Me? Excuse me. No, no, no. This is not the fan well, cast group. This is the, the, the virtual, the virtual yeah. pub right. group, yeah. and uh, and as as uh, as Tony said, he put one up of uh, Barry Gibb. He's channeling his inner Barry Gibb. I I yeah. put one up of Jazz Coleman, of course as I would but there you go anyway right part two um the first thing I really want to talk about um is just I, I'm really I actually it's really interesting isn't it you know I feel for Tommy Tuchel Jonathan made some really really good points in his kind of it wasn't really a rant earlier on actually it was it was incredibly I thought quite measured um well, but Tuchel's point really is that and it has, I mean, this is the other thing like we were saying a minute ago, you know, he is a German. He will be direct. He will not piss about. He will say it as it is. And he is saying it as it is. We have a lack of quality, a lack of decision making and a lack of precision for anybody who is in a position to score. So I'm not just singling out the strikers here. Anybody who is in a position to score. And we've been calling us out for this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and months and months. Is that they fart about with about eight, you know, even in the penalty area they pass it square rather than having a go, and and he's making the same point, and I really I really feel sorry for him. I have to say, um, the question is, what on earth, if anything, can he do about it? I mean, I know, and we'll talk about this later with the never mind the quality, feel the dead weight. I know that there are a lot of players who are not good enough, but when you think of who we've got up front, Olivier Giroud, Tammy Abraham. Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Christian Pulisic, Ziyech, Mason Mount. These are not, I don't think, bad players. So what on earth can he do about it? Um, uh, Jake, well, well, Tony, you go first. I'm, I'm, I was
3: very, very critical of of Ziyech, but I am going to give him, Timo, and Kai Havertz the free pass this season because they have come to a new country, to a new team, to a new league. Um, they probably don't speak English as their primary language, that's for sure, okay, they may well have come over on their own, I don't know if any of them are married or girlfriends or what the situation is on that front, they are in a lockdown situation in a country which is pretty fucked up at the best of times anyway, Um, and I think
2: it's hard
3: enough, it's hard enough to come and do that when you can go to a pub, to a restaurant, meet friends, uh, womanise, do whatever it is you want to do, uh, but when you come over it and you're basically stuck indoors, giving a cab from the fucking uh, at the house to the training ground or whatever, and that's the only social life you've got, it's gonna impact. Look, I'm, it's driving me fucking mad, and I've lived in this country all my life. So what it's doing for these young lads, I don't know. So those three, as far as I'm concerned, now have got my sympathy vote. That's that.
2: Yeah. And like one don't players. forget like one good, of them I'm had good. it and had it quite, he's felt the after effect. Yeah. Some people don't have many symptoms. Other people, I was floored for months afterwards. I didn't have my lung capacity back till November and I had it in January. So trying to be a professional footballer in that as well. Um, I do think Tony's right. I do think they need a bit of a pass because they can't can't have your family. I think over. the last
0: thing they need is a bloody pass, Alex. <laughs> Another one, no. But they
2: can't have family over to visit, they can't go to visit family, they yeah. can't um they can't do anything. That like Tony says, they're literally mm-hmm. shuttled in and out of this bubble constantly, and that's it.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Must J- be very lonely.
0: JK, I mean, I, I I I have a lot of sympathy with Alex and Tony's sympathy for players such as Ziyech we've talked about the trouble is you know he's he's got settling in issues Havertz COVID horrible COVID Timo I think he'll come good and you know we all know how poor Drogba was in his first season so sometimes it takes a year to adjust I also have a sympathy for all of them because there are no fans in the stadium it's a very weird fucked up situation we're all in but it's not just them I mean Christian Pulisic okay I think he's got injury and mental issues because of that but you know mounts radars off Giroud Okay, we know he's kind of up and down. Tammy, there are question marks about is he good enough, although he scored a lot of goals for us in the last year and a half. Reese James missed an absolute sitter. Hudson Adoy oh, misses you. sitters. You know, they all it's mm-hmm. it seems to have been aff- aff- afflicted is the best way I could put it, the whole team. It's not just the strikers. Um I've got a theory for this, but um I'd like to hear what you have to say first. Um well, you can argue several ways, can't you? you can argue that, um, uh,
1: uh, in fact, Zayat, um, Werner, Chilwell, um, all of the new signings uh, just can't do it. And we've made terrible errors and, uh, and, and they'll sell them all in the summer. Um, uh, b- because you just hope for the players because of the elite nature of the game, they need to hit the ground running. They need to come in and play really well. And you can argue the other way, absolutely, that, you know, New country has been talking about um, COVID, um, no fans uh, on their own, very difficult for them. Um, but it, 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 if, if he can't get them to work in a system, then I don't think he's going to give them a go. I think he'll find another way. You can't keep trying to put a player in who is supposedly good, you cannot keep picking people on their reputation. And he'll have to start trying to put people in who are going to be able to score. But his his
0: job's at stake if he doesn't.
1: Indeed. Indeed. So the pressure is on him um, uh, not to actually just put them in and go, well, I can't do anything about it. They're not playing. Like Mourinho does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you see that after the Spurs? (laughs) (laughs) He's done it again. I just love it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's not my fault. They're all shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He got a love it was,
1: but it was phenomenal, though, wasn't it? The power of it's, the
0: man, i got to yeah, say. Yeah, unbelievable.
1: But yeah, so you've got that option. So I was thinking, well, who's he going to put into? I mean, it's not a question even of 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 just scoring. We we bought Werner because we thought he could score spectacular goals. You know, and Alonso is the only person who scored a spectacular goal recently when he did that that. Um, double um um keepy up and then flicked it over his head and and volleyed it in that's the kind of goal that you want to be scored something out of the ordinary that's why you spend 50 million on a striker you want that kind of ability that kind of consistency the very fact that we have a striker at the moment bless his cotton socks so when he started it looked as if he was going to be that way but now just can't control the ball. What did somebody express on Twitter? He's fantastic now. Again and again his, pressing. Press, yeah. <laughs> pressing his own his own bad control. Jesus <laughs> god. That was that was just really excellent. But, you know, it, it, uh, we, we it, he the, the manager cannot keep making excuses. If they're not providing it and they're not going to come up to play to the level. Zayek looks completely uh, I mean just you know, after the Barnsley game, 26 what was it? 26 um Times called in possession, no passes, no crosses. I mean, he seems to be absolutely spent. So uh, perhaps he then—I ha- don't know what's happening in training. Perhaps he thinks, okay, I'm not going to give him a go. Who will he pick instead? I mean, who? What? What routes has Tuchel got to go down? It's a real,
0: real. Well, they're, all, they're all misfiring. And I think yeah. that's, that's the worry, them. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And as Completely. I said, he even mounts radars off, and he's yeah. Yeah. been well, quite reliable yeah. for us in the yeah. past. So, so, you know.
1: so, I mean, as you say that the the the, um, uh, um, the James half volley was absolutely appalling when he'd been put through. And actually, I, I I honestly think the the very first move of the game, we were absolutely slick and brilliant, a brilliant passing move, and it's the one that um, Alonso just volleyed wide. If Alonso had been his normal really sharp shooting and it had scored, I think we'd have actually taken to the cleaners because they'd have relaxed and they'd have played in the same style. So they've got that in them to play that. But something then seems to happen. You, you
0: said the magic word there. You said the magic word there, I think. They would have relaxed. And I have a suspicion, you know, there are there are many theories about this, some of which actually Tuchel alluded to, and I think is a very valid point, you know, quite often with inexperienced players. And what I mean by that is that players who have not played many games at the highest level, which a lot of our, I mean, you know, both our homegrown players and, of course, our imports haven't played many games in the Premier League you know within experience you do get this indecision because they're wanting to succeed they're wanting to do well and they get kind of brain farts you know they don't know what they, they get paralyzed by fear almost of making the wrong decision this is a mental thing sometimes we also call it confidence i think that's a separate thing but that comes into it and i think you're i think we're seeing a lot of that we're seeing a lot of that at the moment um and there's not a lot you can do about that they just have to it you just it's a bit like the old joke which i used to love which is a great big uh, awful meaty you know center forward goes up for a ball in the box this is a great 70s story i'm sure you've all heard it goes up for the box gets knocked unconscious and uh, the trainer runs runs onto the pitch and says to the manager i, th- I think you know what what shall i do what she well just w- wake him up and tell him he's Pele." You know, and in a sense, that's what we have to do. We've just got to keep, I think, working on. This is what Tuchel's got to do, really. He's got to work on their confidence, and also begin to make it instinctive. And of course, that's what happens when you get more experience. It just becomes instinctive; Sec- yeah. they don't have to think about what they're doing. And I think they are thinking far too much about what they're doing now. And and as I said, there's, the the only way round that is to play them play themselves out of that. In a sense, it's a real problem, though. There's no doubt about that. Tony, there's another theory. Um, espoused by the bearded members of the Chelsea fancast, I have to say, in a bit in a light-hearted moment on the WhatsApp group, um, but it is very much along the lines of what we were saying and what you were saying about this. I mean, I think I was going to call the show "All Pass and Still Shit," wasn't I? Yes, yes, you know, yes, absolutely. But I wonder yeah. if this is ingrained in them by not just Sarri, but it's it's this kind of move towards possession-based football, and it's pass, 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 fucking pass. Rather yeah. than actually be direct and have a shot, just go for it.
3: Yes. And this is my big problem. Um, I, I go back to the 1,079 passes in a game with four shots. That I'm, I'm, would not be... If someone was trying to sell me that as a product and say, you'll love this new game they've invented where they pass the ball a thousand and there's four shots on target, I'd be like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Stick it up your ass because it is... Driving me mad, Yeah, I watched pretty much all the football at the weekend, right? Either it was in the background or I was actually watching the game. And I was watching a couple of games yesterday, the Arsenal City game with my son-in-law um, and the the West Ham Spurs game, which was a good game actually to watch, to be fair, to give it some credit. Um, but I, 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 I watched time and time again. I watched wing-backs, I watched wingers, I watched strikers coming in, running in, cutting into the penalty area, and they've got... a Look, I don't care what you say about the television angles. They have a clear opportunity to take a strike, and they don't. They look up, they look for another pass. Who can I pass it to? It's almost... I'll tell you what, there's a roundabout in the village where I live. I used to call it After You Roundabout because people used to pull up at it. It was only a little roundabout, you know, down by cost or budgings or whatever it's called. And you'd sit there when I first moved down it, because people would be like, after you. And you'd be like, no, the fucking law gives me the right away or you the right away. Don't all sit there and run back and after you. This is like, I'll pass it to you. You're my mate, I'll pass it to you. Oh, you haven't had the ball for a while. Oh, I think I can cut you in here. I'm starting to sound a bit like fucking David Brent here, but it is absolutely driving me mad that these fucking players... Won't shoot, they won't give the goalkeeper uh, a chance to burn his fucking palms on the ball, they won't do anything, they're always looking to take the extra pass, the extra touch, the amount of times yesterday in the game that City played against Arsenal, where the player would come in and they would take an extra touch. When I was at school, if you had the ball there and the goalkeeper in front of you, you'd fucking hit it. Give it a go. Stop being worried about whether or not someone's going to go, oh, you selfish fucker. I want my strikers to be selfish. Andy Cole was a selfish bastard who would probably have 20 shots in a game and score two. That's fucking good enough for me. Thank you very much. I'm quite happy with that. Right. I'm just sick and tired of watching it. Tick, tap. Tip. It, we used to say under ball: pass, 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 concede. What did we do on fucking Saturday against Southampton? Pass, 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 pass. see
0: But that's, that's a really salient point. And that's what we were saying, wasn't it? Sarri ball without hazard. Because the one great thing about Hazard is that he completely ignored everything that Sarri ever told him with a great big Belgian waffly grin on his face. Other than and he one just... game,
1: one game, Chidge, at the bridge. I can't remember what oh, it was. Really, which one played? was that? I can't <laughs> remember. He played left wing really, really... Um, studiously mm. and was hardly, hardly involved in the game. Yeah, it was
0: bloody difficult. useless as a result oh, yeah. and I mean yes. that's what Hazard would do he'd say no I'm not listening to you, you you're, you're, talking, yes. you're talking arse gravy Absolutely. I'm going to do what I do because what I do is beat people for fun and then score because yeah. he was a bloody he was a good finisher Hazard clinical yes. but we don't have I, that anymore I saw Sammy go
3: mad a couple of times I was at the, the bridge where I saw him do it once because he, he had the temerity to run with the ball for about 20-25 seconds and beat three fucking players and Sammy was going absolutely ape on the side of the pitch because he wanted it the fuck. He wanted that one touch, pass, pass, but It's mental. It's not football. I, I jokingly said, go back to the 70s. Go back to the 1970 FA Cup final where you saw real football on real pitches. People getting kicked up in there. And I'm, I was kind of semi-joking when I was advocating that. But people go on about Sarri Ball and look at the beautiful football City played. The best football I've ever seen in my entire life uh, of watching football was played by Manchester United under Alex Ferguson. And you might not like it, but he won fucking 20 titles or what, 13 titles with it and two European Cups or whatever with it. Because that bloke knew when to tell his team to pass, when to tell his team to play long ball, when to tell his team to be complete shit houses and fucking do what it took to win a game. Proper football. He didn't stand there going, well, we've got to pass more. We need to take an extra touch. He'd bollock a player if he was in front of goal He didn't take the fucking chance. If he tried to look for another one, he'd I mean, say he's so, so stupid, selfless bastards. And I'm, it's driving me mad. And it's not just us. That's, no, that's the point. It's I'm everybody. It's, it's, it, it, no, it's, it's
0: modern football, football mate. And that, is, therein, therein lies it the abso- problem. It is
3: absolutely. I'm,
0: I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you before you spontaneously combust because I need yes. you for part three and four. You see, we can't have you doing a Mr. Creosote, mate. It would would be unsightly, unseemly, <laughs> and unsightly all in the same way. But uh, I mean, it does. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the others have got plenty to say on it too. But. Um, So I'm going to ask them, actually, (laughs) because I didn't mean it because you're fat. I meant because you might explode, spontaneously combust, for Christ's sake. Anyway, uh, Alex and JK, I mean, what do you think about all of that?
2: I've never been so bored watching football as I have been. And I don't know if it's because my attention span is shot in lockdown and I just don't care because we can't go. And it's no fun because we don't get to hang with each other. And it's like robbed us of 90 percent of the experience for a match going plan. Um, it might be that, or it might just be that it has become so fucking tedious watching and pass it around. Mm. It, 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 doesn't,
1: it doesn't help that the two the two players he keeps selecting at the moment are Kovacic and Jorginho, neither of whom have, have ever been able to shoot.
2: So like, I haven't tuned in for a few weeks. What what the fuck is his problem with Ben Chilwell? I take it you've debated this to the hill as well. No, no, well,
1: he he says he's choosing Alonso because he's taller because he wants he he likes him to be able to 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 defensively head the ball away. But also, I think the problem is because he's playing with the three. Um, uh, Alonso is is absolutely fantastic, as we know. Well, apart from the fact he can't
0: back. tackle and he can't run.
1: Indeed, indeed. But but
2: I, I, did, he, I did. That's not what he's playing him for. I he's did. Got, He's what, darling? Sorry, what? I did smile to see him back because I thought it was quite harsh the way Frank kind of run him out of town. Um, yes, yes. But it's equally harsh on Chilwell now that he appears to be dead to the manager.
1: Well, it, it's only because because he's, uh, he, he, he scores he scores goals, Alonso. Well, he hits the target. He, he's there and has a shot in a way that I think Chilwell, has, early on in the season, looks as if he was capable of doing that as well. But... Um, uh, has somehow gone off the boil. I don't know what's happening once again in training. There must be something going wrong. Um but yeah, because we, as we've established is a dreadful defender, but
0: uh, um and was, a, and 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 slow. It was but, kind but, of quite of appropriate, it, though, that Alonso played against Southampton, considering he turned slower than an oil tanker. <laughs> oh, man. <very laughs> having said
4: just that, that, there's, like that.
2: there's something like that where you're like, has he really done enough to warrant being Punted out like that, and then yeah, yet definitely. you see Burner week in week out, and it's like I
0: don't. Well, know. I think I think you know, we kind of alluded to, to it. We don't like it because I think Chilwell's a fantastic player on his day, I mean. but you know the the reality is is that Tuchel's got a real problem on his hands, and I think I think what if anything came out of that Southampton match, what did it what did it, it what it exposed was, you know. It's the players, not the manager here at Foul. Frank made exactly the same points about these players that Tuchel is now beginning to make. He saw exactly the same things that are wrong with the with this squad that Tuchel is now beginning to realise. The difference is, is that it was easy to get rid of Frank. Uh, and now Tuchel's got a job on his hands because he's now got to figure out how to get a tune out of this lot and how to get him into top four. Otherwise, he won't be here for very long. And he knows that. He he knows that he's not going to get any leeway like Frank did from the club. So, you know, he's got a problem. And I think the problem is something that we've identified a long time ago. And again, you know, the, the article that I wrote today is very much on this theme for Football London, that we've got basically a really odd mix of squad. It's a real legacy of the last appalling seven years of mismanagement at the top end of the club. But well, we've got a mix of players, we've got two who I reckon, and when I say good enough, I'm taking the JK view here, which is, if you if you want a team that's going to win the Premier League and get to Champions League finals, in other words, like we had between 2004 and 2012, then none of this side are good enough, I would say, apart from arguably, well not arguably, there's no argument here, N'Golo Kante, Mason Mount would walk into any team of that era, I think. Um, we've got players that are too old, because Silva's good enough, Giroud's good enough, Aspie's good enough, but they're past their prime, as is Willy Caballero. We've also got a lot of, and this is where the difficulty comes, I think, and this is also a legacy of the transfer ban. We've got a lot of players who have potential all right. We don't know if they'll be good enough yet. They might be good enough, and amongst them, I would say Tammy Abraham. I still think the jury's out on him. Pulisic, we know he can do it, but can he? Can he go on and be better? Can he? Can he go and reach the kind of heights that somebody like Hazard did? Werner, huge potential. We don't know yet. Hudson Odoi, huge potential. We don't know yet. Chilwell, Ziyech, Gilmore, James, Havertz. All, you know, huge potential, but we don't know yet. Even add in Tino Angerin. And, and and another one, Armando Broya, who has scored more goals in Europe than anybody of his age this season. You don't know, even know where he's out on loan, but he's doing really, really well. We've got and then we've got loanees who are out that we don't know if they might be good Is enough. He at
1: Is he not at I think Vitesse? he might
0: be at Vitesse, but he's doing really well. Yeah. Loftus Cheek, Tamori, Matson, Gay, Gallagher, Ampadu, We've got a huge amount of players with potential, but none of them can do it now. None of them are good enough now. And then, sadly, this is where it all falls down, I think we've just got a load of players who are simply not good enough. None of this lot, as in uh, Kepper, there we go, I I, I wimped out, Kepper, Antonio Rudiger, Alonso Christensen, Georgino Zuma, Mendy, Kovacic, Emerson, none of those would walk into any of Chelsea's teams from 2004 to 2012, in my humble opinion. And yeah. then you've got all yeah. of the loanees that, that I don't think uh, have proved that they're not good enough. Otherwise, why would they be on loan? Barkley, Drinkwater, Kennedy, Zapacosta, Van Ginkle, Rahman, Moses, Blackman, Miazga, Batshoi, Bakioko, Masonda. Van Ginkel,
2: remember him?
0: Yeah, well, he was in the list. Pin your ears back. Pin your ears back. So you know, uh,
2: Le- Leicester fans are starting to call Ben Chilwell "Chill Water" or "Drink Well."
0: Well, ha ha, ha good for them.
2: Going exactly. Well, the when same. we
0: pass them to get top four, the joke will be on the other <laughs> foot. But the trouble is, there is a systemic problem at this club that has been brewing for seven years. It is no coincidence that we have not been in a Champions League semi-final since 2014. It's no coincidence that we've not made it past the round of 16 uh since 2014 you know this has been brewing for a while and i'm i feel sorry for two well i don't feel that sorry for him he's getting paid a lot of money and he's got big enough ego to take the job on but he has got a massive task on his hands period jk i'm I'm
1: looking forward i'm looking forward to see how he deals with it because uh I, I, i i i like the fact to an extent that all the stereotypical views we had of each player of all the chickens have come home to roost exactly what we we called out early on in the season and last year every, every I agree with you completely chief but well, you know I do anyway about this but I, I I um all the things we knew were wrong with these players he he has been forced he's been forced to deal with and uh so what he comes up with will be a really should be really interesting this is the this is the the task that has been set before him that we wish him to. Uh, it's like Mission to, Impossible, uh, isn't it? Do, exactly. This is exactly what this, yeah, this is your task. You have um, you have eighteen months to try. This and contract do it, will and self get, combust in five seconds. Yeah, yeah, It will. yeah. And, <laughs> you always leave it in the. Uh, um, in the in the telephone booth, don't you, for him? Which in the, and it's always a real to
0: reel You know, yeah. there's another issue here too, which we haven't really addressed. Joe, Joe Tweeds and, and Seb uh, on Twitter and Chelsea Youth are very good on this, but largely because they understand them and I don't. But we've got a lot of what Joe would call systems players in, in the club at the moment. In other words, players that were brought in for a particular system, which means, for example, we've got what we would call centre-backs, all right, a lot of center backs, but some can only play in a back 3 and some can only play in a back 4. You know, we've got a lot of square holes in round or round holes in square pegs going on. And that's difficult. You know, you've got strikers who who can't do three or four different kind of striking roles. I mean, the only players Again, I mean, maybe this is the thing. Maybe this is what defines world-class players, players that can play in a variety of systems and a variety of positions. Mount can play in any position, any system you like. Kante can play in any position, any system you like because they're fucking good. How many more players have we got who have got that flexibility to be able to play in a variety of positions? Maybe Pulisic, maybe Hudson-Odoi, although Hudson-Odoi likes to hug the touchline. He's very good there. But, you know, we've got a lot of systems players rather than... Just really good players, and I think that's half of the problem as well. And that's all the managers we've had.
3: Yes, but that is part of the problem of, of all the managers. You, you 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 start off by you know successfully managing a co- kind of chaotic situation of change the manager, still get success. Change the manager, still success. And you've got nothing there. There's no long term underlying strategy or anything like that. And you end up almost like in this a situation where. You know, if you're, if you're in a boat and it starts to rock one way and you push it, you go the other way to try and balance it out, then you go too far, you go too far, and you, before you know it, it's out of control. Uh, and, and that's where we are now. I genuinely believe we are paying It's it, sins of the fathers. It, it really is. You know, I, I, I'm looking at, at, at players that we've let go that have been really successful. I'm looking at players that we... We're losing patience. You've got people sitting there, even on, on, on Mixer at night, going, well, chill, well's no good. Well, he's, Ashley Cole thinks he's the best fucking left-back since Ashley Cole. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to say this to all the people in fucking Mixler. If you think you know more than Ashley Cole, get a fucking job at Chelsea and prove yourselves because he's doing my nutting, right? Um, they, these players, I agree, uh, they, perhaps they need the freedom. I mean, I'm, I'll go back to this, and I know people are going to hate this. The best manager we've had uh, in the last uh, few years or whatever was fucking Antonio Conte. Because you say what you like about him. He didn't take any shit from any of the players, right? Uh, He wasn't supported when we won the league. He wasn't. He didn't get what he asked for because the club said we know well, better than you. And
0: he asked. And he asked for Bonucci and Chiellini and. and, and what well, does matter? Does it?
3: But at least he had an idea, and he probably wanted to build something. And now he's sitting proud. Yeah, he wouldn't have built much with he,
0: he wouldn't have built much with guys who are in their in mid, getting approached in their mid thirties.
3: Well, we don't know that because we can't answer because we got rid of him after two seasons, like we got rid of Carlo. Yeah, you know, after you know two what two I mean? Seasons. Come on, that's a mute. Yeah, no, I, I, I generally don't know what you mean because you say that we asked. How can you build?
0: He, hang on, no, I'll answer it. How can you build? something and when I say build something I'm I'm talking like five years you know that's building something how can you build something with a player who's probably only going to give you a couple of years
3: well then that's you can lay that at the feet of every single manager we've had we've brought Thiago Silvery yeah but that was was an emergency
0: buy because we've got such Uh, shit centre uh, back uh, it's
3: the same principle we're not going to build anything to centre back while he's taking he's
0: only on a
1: one-year contract what unfortunately Conte asked for uh, Chile and Ibenichi uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm on, sorry on 250
0: cows average. in week you can have as much of a downer on Conti no no no, right. no 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 no, no. no this this neither not, of us have a downer me, excuse me, excuse I said me, yeah, and, I, and I said uh, last hang on Jonathan I said last week and I'll, and I'll say every bloody week until the cows come home I think Antonio Conte, you're Anthony, he's Antonio, Uh, Conte, and you're not, not, no, I'm not going to go there, no, but Conte is the best pound-for-pound manager we've had at Chelsea, what he did at this club was beyond remarkable, to turn an average bloody team, and it was as average then as it is now, apart from Hazard, it was remarkable, I think he's better pound for pound than Mourinho in that respect. Yeah. But he did, I mean, ask, he, did, he did want to make some really daft buys, Tony. And I'll, I'll, that is a hill well, I am prepared be, to die on.
3: Dear, but I, I, it's the, the underlying position that I'm, I'm saying here still stands. You keep changing managers every two to three years. You're never going to settle anything. You're never going to build anything. You're never going to build that dynasty that you want. Because at the moment, we go back to rich man's train set. That's what it is. I'll throw some money at it. Pay somebody a ridiculously stupid amount of money to come in and fix it, and win one something for one season. We should have built our team around Hazard after we won the Champions League and yeah. got him in the season after. Absolutely
0: afterwards.
3: right. But barcelona Absolutely did with to be messy, right. and what did we do? Absolutely swapping right. managers out, buying shit. Well, I we mean, you know, come in and sell some good players on.
0: Well, we we could have we could have built the team around bloody Kevin De Bruyne and 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 Salah. You know, we've made some absolute look at Lukaku now. He, he's doing. He's tearing Italy up. I mean seven years yep. of very very poor yes. top-down management at the club is where we are i'm going to leave the final word to the delightful alex before she disappears into a large vat of uh, jim beam and yeah. coke <laughs> listening to these silly old men ranting at each other bring some sense into the play alex Oh, well,
2: you come to the wrong person if you want someone to talk well sense. that's Isn't
0: true but you're more sensible than we are
2: Oh, just, well, now he's got to be given time, hasn't he? And like, this is where, this is why I'm like, I'm just going to sit here until you read Brian's email and then basically agree with everything Brian's ranting about because I'm bored, I'm bored. All right, okay, we'll give him time. But you'll fire him before you give him time anyway because it's what you always do. And we'll suck it up as fans and we'll be in this position again with another manager um, and nothing will change.
0: Well, Alex, you know, succinct, absolutely depressing, thoroughly, but well-meant entirely. Uh, Right, we are going to go to part three now with the emails that Alex has uh, mentioned, but before we do, very very quickly, quick plug for the Chelsea Sports Trust, five quid for members that means you can vote in the elections and you can attend meetings. I think they're planning a a virtual special general meeting shortly. um It is also free. I mean, you can you can be a non-voting member for free, but it's much better to be a paying member, obviously, because you can vote and stuff. There. Anyway, chelseasportstrust.com at chelsea s trust on Twitter. And while you're at it, if you haven't got one already, go and grab yourself a piece of Chelsea to own in the name of a CPO, Chelsea Pitch Owners Share. Uh, That means that you have a share of the freehold of the stadium and it protects the the pitch from being sold to a property developer in the future. It could happen. You never know. And it will make sure that football is played at Stamford Bridge, its spiritual home forever and ever and ever, and shares a price between 31 quid and 210 quid. So basically 31 is for an electronic share. 210 is for a signed framed one, which you get presented on the pitch and, uh, it's a real
3: price um, 31
0: I know that's all very weird but it's um there's all <laughs> sorts of variances in between I mean I've got one up there uh, in a little silver frame signed by Frank Lampard so that that cost me about 80 100 quid or something so there's a real degree of prices uh, just go on the Chelsea main Chelsea website search for Chelsea pitch owners and do it do it now anyway we'll be back in a minute or two Fans, real
3: opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast Proper Chelsea.
4: Footballfancast.com.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and I am of course Stanford Chidge, and I've got the lovely Jonathan Kidd with me Ooh. and the equally lovely Tony Glover evening but the loveliest the fairest of them all is alexandra churchill the girl who likes balls
2: she is indeed
0: here we go i would never disagree with that now as you all know uh we got well we're going to have a preview of Atletico madrid in part four of course and there's lots to say about that but we got a ton of emails in here i mean this is just not there are three that didn't make the cut because they turned up today so they'll be next week but we've got a load of them And, and the first one of course jonathan is from dara fagbowen i think Fagbahun. Fagbohun.
1: I think so. Uh, A day filled with rainbows and happiness. I wish you all on the Chelsea Fancast. J.K. Chid, distinguished Uh, guests, it's the Smut Buddies, and everyone else listening today. I'm a 25-year-old Nigerian living in Canada. I've been listening to this wonderful podcast, oh, so spoilers, for almost three years now, but I've never written in. I guess you can call me a silent listener. I've finally decided to start sharing my thoughts with the Chelsea family. I discovered the podcast when I started a job that required me working alone for 12 to 15 hours. It's been an amazing experience ever since. (laughs) I can only thank you for all the dedication, passion, depth of knowledge and humour. There's none of that and humour you give to us. You all make supporting Chelsea a more enthralling experience. Thank you. I'll try to keep this as short as possible as I don't want to take up too much time. But if you've got 12 to 15 hours, you should write as long as you want. I'll read it very slowly. Uh, Like all of you, I was gutted when Lampard got sacked, but I couldn't argue too much with the decision because I had a few issues with Lampard's managerial style. We have a big squad, therefore what we needed was a proactive manager willing to use the whole squad, change things up when needed, and come up with unorthodox solutions. I think the trouble is that the squad aren't very good. And Lampard didn't do any of that. I'm sure as he gains more experience, he will be a great manager eventually. Anyway, enough about Lampard. Tuchel has greatly impressed me since coming in. You get the sense he knows what he's doing. I'm greatly excited for the future under him. He's definitely going to win some trophies for sure. Some Chelsea fans are complaining about the style of play, but you use the cards you're dealt with. And in my honest opinion, this slow possession style is the way forward until we fix our midfield. Despite the wealth of options we have, the balance isn't right, which in my opinion, is our biggest issue. The lack of a physically imposing and technical player in that position, basically a prime Matic or Mikel, but with more mobility, is the biggest hole in our squad at the moment. And until we fix that, we can't be that dominant team in big games that everyone wants us to be. Conte tried fixing it with Bakayoko, but we all know how that went. Sari played this same slow possession and used Ruben as the physical steal in the midfield. That was going so well. I would butterflies in my stomach watching Ruben shine in our midfield until his horrendous injury. Lampard wanted rice, but the ball wouldn't budge. But maybe Tuchel can work with Ampadu for that role. I really like Ampadu. Hope he can be that solution. Our win against Newcastle on Monday was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And we can finally see our attacking play and combinations working. Timo is getting his mojo back. La, 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 la. Callum looks electric. Mount was, busy.
0: Oh, hang on, this was written before
1: the Southampton game. Sorry, you yeah, should have yeah, put yeah, that caveat yeah. in there. No, but even that, I'm still, I know I've got that caveat, but at the same time, I still, you know, I, we, we disagreed over him getting his mojo back just by um, falling over in the penalty area and not looking for a cross and becoming man of the match. Callum looks electric, Mount looked busy as always, and Kovac just an amazing player between the boxes. What our fans need to realise about Timo is it's, <laughs> this, is, this is for me, isn't it? is he's always going to miss three or four good chances. We need to get used to that. It's, it's not getting the good chances at all, Dara. It's not ever having one. One thing he definitely needs to improve is his movement around the six-yard box, yes, when those low crosses are coming in. He tends to hand back in the centre of the box and ball watch, indeed he does. He needs to pick up a few pointers from Tammy and Pulisic and gamble more, and Giroud. Giroud gambles quite a lot with that, particularly near post. If he does, he'd score a lot more tap-ins. I'd like to see Callum take more shots into the far post instead of always firing it across the six-yard box. Absolutely agree, yeah. Reese does this better, but he can't beat his man over a short distance like Callum does. The injury to Tammy is a huge blow, and he's not out for a long time. In fact, he wasn't out at all, was he? He was starting to look like he was getting into his groove in the system. I would have bet he'd have scored a couple yesterday if he was on the field with all his sweet crosses coming, coming in from Callum. For all of Giroud's quality, his lack of any real pace. Makes him a liability when teams push up against us. That's true. This means in big games, especially, it would be difficult to get out of our own half. I'd like to propose a solution. Havertz. A lot of Chelsea fans seem to to compare him to Balak or some kind of tall all-action midfielder. But he looks a lot like me, to me, like a a young Firmino. I think he'll really come alive if he plays up front for us. A front three of Kai, Mount or Ziyech and Timo or Pulisic in this system would be absolutely devastating. But they'd have to be on top form in tra- uh, devastating in transitions against teams that press us high teams that press us high he definitely needs to work on the pace he puts on the ball when he passes it he needs to punch the ball a lot more instead of the slow roll he likes to do work on his strength and ball retention and get used to contact from centre backs but he has a lot of potential to be really great in that role he can't be any worse than Tammy at holding on to the ball not that Tammy's bad at holding up the ball but he often makes the wrong decision gives the ball away once he controls it and he offers the pace in behind that Giroud doesn't. What do you guys think? I don't know if you guys will read this out because of how long it is. We are reading it out, Dara. <laughs> I definitely didn't expect to write this much, but if you do read it, you have my gratitude. I apologise for any grammatical errors, as English is not my mother tongue. It's better than my English. Thanks, guys. I look forward to listening to your thoughts. Up the Chelsea, keep the blue flag flying high. Lots of love, Dara. Good mail, good mail. Nicely written. Beautifully written, in fact. Good points, um, too. Yeah, very good points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but um I mean it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> playing playing uh, um uh Fishface up front. What's his name? I forgot his name. Um, Havertz. Um, uh, Havertz, yeah, yeah. Um
0: playing him up front. Uh, Fish face. Yeah, Fishface. Like,
2: like, Ozil, face. When did we sign him? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Since when has Havertz been known as Fishface?
1: No, he's just a name that I couldn't uh, he doesn't he's not known as that. In the same way that, that um Billy Gilmore isn't known as um Gilbert. But you know, I, occasionally my mind—you know—I'm very old. So I love it know.
2: was a dad joke, everyone. Uh, no, I think it's dementia. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, thanks. Okay, you're you reading the rest of them because it's
0: not. Working no, 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 because you're better <laughs> at it than me. I was <laughs> only joking. I was only joking. Uh, know, he's I better
2: don't. at it than everyone. He's
0: better at it than every. We are so blessed, Alex. Aren't we? We are not worthy. We are privileged to have the preeminent voiceover artiste. Of his generation. Uh, once upon a time. to grace us with his presence sure. every Monday and Friday. I Have I laid it, it on thick enough so far?
2: Podcast, because he heard that I knew J.K.
0: Well, there we go. Have we laid it on thick enough yet, or do you want more? Uh, can you send me a note? By, by the end of the uh, end of the podcast. a proprietary note or what <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: one that I can then read out it looks, <laughs> what I'll do I'll do what, I'll do what,
2: the I'll
0: do what New Order and, and, and Martin Hamner and uh, Tony um, Wilson did I'll write it in blood JK all right oh, love I that. love you and you I'd are the best that. you are the bestest ever on the Chelsea fancast in blood oh, All right. no it's <laughs> too much now. anyway um, Dara that was a brilliant email mate how lovely to hear from you and I I'm really glad that uh, we, well, I I, I, could, I dare, I, I, I probably shouldn't say we cheer you up for 15 hours, but at least we distract you. That's the very uh, most I could hope for. But lovely to hear from you. Stay safe and well. Right, we've got one from Benjamin Moss. He says, Dear Chidge Jonathan et al. He didn't really say that. He said Dan. So that must have been for last week as well, but I changed it. Anyway, I've just listened to the latest fancast. Das to klar. And apart from enjoying the chat and banter, I was also inspired by hearing the emails uh, from listeners and wanted to write to you in the hope that you would read out a tribute to my very special mum. Absolutely. Now, growing up in the late 80s, 90s, all I ever wanted for my birthday uh, or Hanukkah, is it Hanukkah? Hanukkah, Hanukkah. is it? Hanukkah. Hanukkah Christmas was a Chelsea season ticket. My also as my dad worked uh, on weekends, my mum was not interested in football. The answer was always no, and that it would cost too much money. Shame on your mum, honestly. Nonetheless, this never deterred me from asking year after year for a season ticket. To cut a long story short, in nineteen ninety eight, my parents separated. I was now eleven. Sorry to hear that. I was now eleven years old, and I lost all hope of being a season ticket holder. I was fortunate to have been to two games which I loved very much. Kevin Hitchcock's testimonial versus Nottingham Forest. I expect Jonathan was probably at that. And the infamous Chelsea versus Sunderland game in 1999 when that Poyet goal happened. I was at that one. It was wonderful. <clears throat> now, despite losing all hope of becoming a regular fan at the bridge, in the absence of my father being at home... I believe my mum started to take an interest in football by reading the back pages in the newspaper. Slowly, she became more knowledgeable, and I used to be blown away and so proud when my mum would start talking to me about tactics, transfer, gossip and match analysis. Then, the unthinkable happened. In the summer of 2002, my mum surprised me with an early birthday present, a season ticket in the West Lower Stand, and she told me she would be going with me every week. My first season as a season ticket holder would be Ranieri's last, and I was lucky enough to see that Gronkjar goal versus Liverpool and then be in the fortunate position for the next few seasons to see Chelsea evolve under the new Roman era. And yes, I saw McAlealy score a goal. Uh, I could go on and on and on about all the experiences I've enjoyed and the wonderful and not-so-wonderful games I've witnessed at the bridge, but the most special thing was going with my mum, who went from not knowing positions or the offside rule... understanding every aspect of the game and the world of football i'm pleased to report that my mum is still a season ticket holder albeit no longer with me by her side when my mum started dating again i told her in jest that she needed to find a chelsea fan for it to work I'm delighted to report that my mum, Lorna, still goes to every home game with Tony. Not, not our Tony, I'm sure. but uh, <laughs> Looking over I, his I, shoulder. I, like, otherwise, otherwise, we would have been told. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, she still goes to every home game with Tony, her partner over 15 years, and I still enjoy analysing the games with my mum and talking all things football. With warm regards to you all and the team, Benjamin. Now, I have to say, that's one of the most heartwarming emails we've had in months, J.K., is that a lovely story? And well done, well done, Benjamin's mum.
1: I, I love, I love the ability of mums to, uh, to take in knowledge and to suddenly shift themselves from uh, not being interested to
0: suddenly being interested. Yeah.
2: To give to. a shit about stuff that their kids are obsessed with.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a
4: skill. Yeah. That's yeah. A proper
0: mum behaviour. That my well, mum, my, 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 my mum, mum did, did exactly that. the same
1: thing to me. Exactly. She started when, when my dad died. She started uh, reading much more about um, the game, yeah. so she could say, "Mercy, oh, the boys didn't do very well yesterday." And I'd go, "Oh, okay." She then, obviously, you know, having read an article on it, but it was uh, the knowledge was uh, much more than ever been in the interest. Yeah.
0: my mum, bless her. My dad was away a lot when I was a kid. He was working abroad a lot. And mum, mum used to drive me to football training, and she used to come and watch us, you know, play. And we were shit. I mean, we used to get walloped twenty-five nil most weekends. And she would, she would stand there on the touchdown not knowing a damn thing about football or even liking it, but she would be there for her boy. And you know what? she's still, she's in her seventies now, and she still, when I, when I phone her up, she still says, "How did your lot do this weekend?" Then always ask, always ask how Chelsea did. You got to love mums; they're special. So there you go. Um, J.K. Unless Tony's about to chip in. No. no, no, you, no, you, no, you, you no, look, no. you looked you had your cobra face on again, mate. I was, I was, I was
3: putting a prediction into mix. Oh,
0: well, are you okay? Right, well, anyway, Matt Scott is our next email. JK Matt Scott, Matt Scott, I mean, it I is a proper, yeah, Matt yeah. Scott, yeah, that's it you at know, that yard, yeah.
1: Oof. I wonder what Matt looks like, Matt Scott,
0: Matt Scott. <laughs>
1: Good, good evening, my fellow Chelsea friends. Hope everyone's fit and well. Oh, you know, managing. Thanks, Matt. I haven't emailed him for a few weeks. I wanted to see what Tuchel brought in his first handful of games. Well, we're unbeaten under him. I can't help but think the Saturday's game against Southampton was indeed two points dropped in terms of the top four race. Just wanted to share a few things I've picked up on since his arrival. Wonder what you gentlemen thought. Pros. Number one. He seems to have got the group together. Has definitely made us hard to beat. Under Frank, if we were a goal up with it ten minutes to go, you'd be shitting it, waiting for a mistake. I still am now. This is something which I feel has definitely been addressed under Tuchel. Oh, really? Number Mm -hmm. two, experience does matter. and He's made a wise choice in reintroducing some of the older heads in the group, which is why, in my opinion, we see out games now rather than throw them away. Number three, as well as bringing in a few of the more experienced heads, he still kept faith with some of the academy graduates, which was something we all feared was not going to happen on his arrival. Number four, it's early days. Cons. Number one, being obsessed with possession is okay when you play like a prime Barcelona under Pep, but not when you create next to nothing, what we've been talking about. Number two, we don't seem to change intensity throughout the 90 minutes. With five minutes to go against Southampton, I expected us to up the tempo and not be so conservative on our build-up play. This isn't Germany or France, where you can often pass the ball into the net. Sometimes you need to get a big fucking number nine on. Giroud, to be a bit more direct, force the opposition into making a mistake within 30 yards of their own goal, or use them as a target man where where you're able to play off, off them with the little balls they win in the air. Number three, we simply don't create enough chances for the attacking threat we possess. 13 shots on target over the last four games against Southampton, Newcastle, Barnsley and Sheffield United. God, that is a dreadful statistic, isn't it? Blimey. One of which is a side sitting rock bottom in the Premier League. Another one are in the league below. When you compare this to City's last four games, they've hit 22 shots on target and played Spurs, Everton and Liverpool throughout. A work in progress, sure, but someone will punish us soon. The bottom line is I'm behind Tuchel all the way, satisfied with what I see so far. I also believe he'll improve the side by this time next year. Remember this, Thomas, we all enjoy seeing our team dominate the ball, but in England, sometimes you need to be a bit more direct. Sometimes you simply have to be bastards, or sometimes uh, Matt, you need to fucking hit the target. And have a shot. Take care, all. kind regards. Up the fucking chels, Matt Scott. Matt Scott.
0: Matt Scott. What a brilliant email! Great Scott. <laughs> that was so terribly bad, it was almost funny. Uh, yeah, good email. I mean, he makes some good points, of course. All of all of our emailers make great points. Then maybe they should. We should just read their emails out, and that'd be the show. Really, we don't really need to do any work. You know, But anyway, uh, right, our, our old mate Nat Piacentino. Uh, Nate, lovely to hear from you. I hope you're well, my friend. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. He says, Hey, guys, like most level-headed Chelsea fans, I was very disappointed with the club for sacking Frank. Moreover, I was less than excited about the hiring of Tuchel. Admittedly, his press conferences and interviews have won me over. He's very well-spoken and seems quite intelligent. At the same time, I've questioned his lineups as well as his decision-making in every single game thus far. While the style of play has been frustrating to watch, I've kept quite quiet, because he was getting results. Yet, I couldn't help but wonder if the results would have been any different if Frank were in charge, based on opposition. Of course, that's easy to say after the fact. However, many of the same issues I had with the team under Frank's leadership have remained, and that has never been more evident than today's performance. Actually, I think the last time I wrote into the show was following the 3-3 draw to Southampton earlier in the season. Here I am again, following another draw to Southampton. Obviously different circumstances and different reasons for the rant, but I still thought that that was interesting. It is indeed. Remember when Tuchel said he wanted Chelsea to become a team that nobody wants to play against? Uh, I guarantee that opposing defences love playing against us right now. The slow and predictable passing literally makes me pull my hair out. Possession is pointless if you don't do anything with it. What would Mourinho say? Teams with possession make mistakes. And yes, Tuchel did just beat Mourinho but that doesn't change the fact that this team is full of mistakes granted they give away very few opportunities for other teams to score yet I remain terrified when our defenders pass it side to side against one another sorry amongst one another furthermore I know all of you like Alonso but I really don't well not not even his hair Nate come on
2: (laughs) him he's a sweetie he's a
0: sweetie and spurs hate him so therefore we love him it's as simple he's as that
2: he bends spurs over and destroys them how can indeed, you not love him for that alone
0: indeed. Uh, anyway i acknowledge uh all that he's done for the club but it's what he doesn't do that drives me crazy such as defend chilwell is too good to be riding the bench which is kind of the point alex was making earlier on uh, and also alonso lacks the fitness to be playing this often indeed Fitness has been an ongoing issue with this team, and it was, under Frank, it was under Frank as well. Players often look lazy and switched off. That is why we have struggled to maintain a press. The big problem with Chelsea's version of the press is that they, they do not press as a team. If the midfield presses, the defence tends to back off, which creates a huge amount of space between the lines. So if teams get past the first line, we're in trouble, because opposing teams have so much space to take advantage of. This is even more of a problem if one of the three centre-backs has moved forward, like Dave tends to do, because then we're left with a back two since the wing-backs are so far up the field as well. And with Alonso on the field, there is literally no chance of him catching up to any counter-attack. The more dangerous teams are licking their chops in anticipation watching us right now. All that being said, if we were scoring goals, then it wouldn't even matter so much. The complete and utter lack of creativity offensively, as well as any real quality in the final third, has been shocking. The lack of finishing remains a problem, but now we're barely creating any chances. This team is so boring to watch. We really are just Mason Mount FC at this point. I realise how long this email is getting, so I'll finish up now. Anyone watching the game today could see how narrow Southampton were defending. There was acres of space along the wings, particularly the left, but the overlapping between Werner and Alonso didn't generate enough chances. We really could have used a strong presence in the box to be a target for some crosses, and Chilwell should have been the one to deliver them. If only we had a big strong striker to bring in from the bench. Oh wait, we did! Taking Hudson-Odoi off was a big call, but leaving Giroud on the bench was the wrong call. Instead, Tuchel brings on Jorginho, because that's what this game needed. All right, I'll stop now. Sorry. Hey, at least we didn't lose. Tuchel's unbeaten run continues. Cheers now. You were in danger there, Then I think, of doing a JK. I could feel the spontaneous combustion building. But actually, it's a really good point that we didn't make earlier on, which I meant to, actually, which was I really, for the life of me, didn't understand why he didn't bring Giroud on at half-time. Especially
2: looking at their defenders, Chidge. Well,
0: not just that. The reason why I was perplexed was because he put Werner up front. Having said many, many times that Werner can't play up front on his own, he needs to play off a big striker. So in that case bring Tammy off of he's playing shit and put Ollie Giroud particularly when you see oh. Ollie Giroud's record against Southampton, Alex.
2: Well, they've got two old-style central defenders, haven't they? So we needed an old-style big bastard centre-forward to cause them trouble, and I'd, we had that on the bench. We didn't use it, and he won't forgive me because he, he did pop in and start listening and said we were being moly bastards, so fucked off again. But Charlie, Cherokees is forever complaining that we just need a disgusting hairy bastard up front like he keeps going on about batter I've told him he's like died of old age now and we can't have him mm-hmm. does he but mean
0: batshuayi
2: he'll go back sit no, he'll go back to like costa and that and just say we need a dirty bastard up front a proper old school centre forward
0: well, I, 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 I didn't yeah.
2: reiterate that complaint. He'd nagged me. But are so.
0: there any at the moment? I remember we did shows about a year and a half Cavani, ago. Cavani, he's
2: pissed off we didn't take yeah,
0: Cavani. But Cavani's not a big, nasty centre forward and he's too old. Um,
2: uh, he's just got a thing about South American hairy men. I'd, well, I've had this conversation with him. I think to an extent he's got a point. We do kind of have an old school centre forward in Oli Giroud. He's obviously beautiful and not hairy and smelly. Um, but we didn't use him and that, that baffled me as
0: well. Yeah, it did indeed. Um, this is a fantastic email, J.K., which I discovered on Instagram on one of those rare occasions when I ventured into the unknown. Oh, Chid, you okay? You weren't soiled by No, no, it. I, I washed afterwards. Don't worry. Oh, good, good. Uh, to, to,
1: from Tommy Milosh, hey, and co, has promised my post from Instagram. Just over two years ago, my maiden pilgrimage to the holy ground that is Stamford Bridge was marred by a pitiful two-nil loss to Ollie's normally impotent United as our FA Cup defence ground to a screeching halt. A cruel baptism for the nicotine-starved Sari by the same fire that underscored the gaudy pre-match pyro presentation? Perhaps. Despite Eden's Eden's best efforts to carry us on his well-equipped shoulders, we were undone by rare goals from second-rate mercenaries like Herrera and Pogba. I should have known better than to tempt fate by bringing a red into the East Upper with me, but I was still not alive to the perils of bad Juju, and I hadn't seen him him in far too long. In a cruel twist of fortune, he even saw his pre match prediction bear out. No matter, we'll always have Joe Cole cementing the title by sending Rio Ferdinand and co for lunch and scoring a peach of a goal in front of a raucous Matthew Harding lower. Still, to hear the familiar strains of the liquidator that I'd normally clap along to from my couch echo through the ground in the flesh, was a spine-tingling occurrence, one that still brings me to chills to this day. You just cannot beat an evening tilt under the lights in SW6, even if it means being involuntarily serenaded by Stone Roses-inspired chants at Fulham Broadway Station afterwards. It was also my distinct pleasure to meet Chidge that evening for some pre-match libations after listening to the Chelsea fancast for years on end and writing no shortage of both jubilant and irate emails to him and Kido discussing our form over that time. One day we'll enjoy a pint at the cock again. Up until then, up the Chelsea. If I may, a few words on the sleepy showing away to Southampton this weekend. When I saw the lineup, I hoped that the Kante-Kovacic pivot would prove more co- cohesive than it had in previous instances, as the diminutive Frenchman had struggled for chemistry with both Kovacic and Jorginho, in a way he hadn't with Matic in Conte's 3-4-3. In the end, it wasn't the midfield that proved a concern. Both Kovacic and Conte put in good shifts, with the former especially useful in his pressing. We were let down by the decision-making in the final third. It truly looked as if none of that crop had played together. Credit to Mason for a sharp display, but even he didn't seem to see the game as clearly as he often can. I should have known we were in for a disappointing match when Alonso steered clear the sort of volley he normally catches so sweetly, especially considering he was unmarked. When Reese tried to send the new Premier League ball into the river, itching from eight yards out with just a few minutes left to play, I resigned myself to points being left on the table. Although I must admit I was someone who was bemoaning Zuma's abrupt demotion to the bench, the clumsy way he lost track of Minamino tempered my protests a touch. Owen Hargreaves pointed out that he turned as if he was the left side of a two-man central defence, and I think that was an apt summation. Still, I think he deserves to play based on his form over the course of the season. Rudiger shouldn't have a divine right to that position, especially considering his own clunkiness at times. Both can play the long diagonal to the right if required, but I'd like to see us tap Kurt for the experience especially if we're looking to get rid of Rudiger in the future. Timo often looked as if he was chasing after a dog. I like that very much. He was just barely managing (laughs) to keep on its leash every time he took a heavy touch. I really hope it's just a confidence issue, not a long-term problem, as you'll need closer control in the Premier League. Zayek was anonymous in his cameo, but I think he just needs a run of games to get acclimated. Uh, after such a top st- stop-start beginning to his Chelsea career. Um, here's to hoping we're well up for Atletico, as they'll be chomping at the bit to rectify their own loss this past weekend. Good tidings from Toronto, Tomy. Beautifully written, Tomy. Beautifully, lovely written. Well, it was, wasn't it? Alliteration and 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 other wonderful
0: grammatical moments in it.
2: I have to say, imagery.
0: as well, beautifully read. Oh, yeah. By, <laughs> oh, by the master. The master of reading. No, the, oh, wow. The master oh. of words. Oh, wow. The master I of diction. It. Oh, yes. Jonathan Clarity. Kidd's got Word the biggest
2: diction general. of anybody. Clarity. 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 master general. That's my love. Oh. I love
1: that. Chasing after a dog was just barely managing to keep on its leash. Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely. All right. Okay, I've got Jake, uh, Jake Aldridge. This one's mercifully quite short. Jake, I love that name, Jake, by the way. It's a proper name, proper name, Jake. Do you want to call me Jake? You can call me Jake from now on if you like. I could. It's an extension of JK? Yeah, perfect, yeah. Jake, okay. You're now, from this tense, from henceforth, you shall be known as Jake. Well, possibly just for the end of the programme. Okay. okay, all right. <laughs> Whatever you say, my my my, my liege. <laughs> anyway, hi, guys. How's the morale? Um... It's getting better, Jake. Having <laughs> done this for a couple of hours, I'm beginning and having had a Guinness, I'm feeling a bit better. Uh, let me get to the point at hand. What the hell have I just watched? I found the Southampton game slightly unbearable at points. Mm. I don't know what frustrated me more: the lack of clear-cut chances being created again, or the clueless substitutions. Until now, I'd really bought into Tuchel's reputation for being tactically astute, but I thought that leaving Giroud on the bench when Tammy got injured was madness especially when the Southampton team all seem like they're eight foot tall. Werner up top on his own gives me that feeling like we're playing with ten men. Same feeling I'd have when we used to play Hazard up top. Could you really see us playing through the middle of Southampton? The hudson Doyle sub and re-sub said it all, really. Mason was phenomenal, but when he managed to get into good positions, there was no target for him to cross to. I thought Werner was awful. I actually felt the whole team were. Every player other than Mount and Kante underperformed. Another thing that's been bugging me is how much game time Werner is getting, despite some seriously suspect performances. My God, he must have racked up some minutes. I liked what I saw against Newcastle, with Alonso coming inside, allowing Werner to stay wide. Interesting point, by the way. Southampton, Hassan Hootl's a good manager. They stuck two people on Alonso and they stopped that immediately, snuffed it out immediately. Very clever. Um, He needs time on the ball in order to be effective, I feel. Pulisic is very similar, but this 210s role often doesn't give them that. They end up being way too narrow. When I think of Pulisic at his best, I think of that Liverpool game last season. I'm sure he was wide. He needs to be like an Adoy and hug that touchline. I think it really spoke volumes that Mount had to take the penalty. Ideally, I'd like Mount to take the corners and then be on the end of them. I want him up front, in midfield, in defence, and even in goal can't say I disagree, Jake. Uh, I think we could have played another 45 minutes against Southampton and not scored. I always find it a bit of a funny one when you're struggling for goals, not even creating clear-cut chances, yet half of your outfield players that are still on the field are defenders. What are these wing-backs designed to do? Get crosses into the box? Who's going to be on the end of those crosses? Werner? Mount? hudson Adoy. I dread to think what Giroud must have been thinking, especially having scored against Newcastle. As always, look forward to hearing your thoughts and hope to God there was one hell of a JK rant way before this email was read out. Much love to you all and thank you for all that you do. Jake. Yeah, Tony's kind of nailed really a lot of what yeah. we were saying. And I funny I, I, I should pick up on the whole Giroux point just before this email. I'd forgotten about this email, but he makes a good point, doesn't he? Uh,
3: I, I love Giroux. I think, you know, as I said, taking hudson way off I think was a mistake and maybe you know taking Vern off and bringing on Giroud to give them you know what up until that point I don't think their defenders were that bothered by us but there isn't a defender in this country that likes playing against Giroud because he's elbowing and he's pushing and he's shoving and he's fighting and he's aggravating and he's playing in the arse
2: it's brilliant
3: exactly and that's exactly what we what we want and I think that's that's what's missing from Tammy's game he's t- he just doesn't do it he He's always in space, always looking for space, whereas Giroud was making space, you know? And if that means a bit of shit ours, then so be it. And it goes back to my whole point about um, what, I, what I feel is missing. And, and nippy young players like Werner and that, I, think that they, I do think they'll come good. But, you know, he, he made a fantastic point in that email. about you know, when, when we used to play Hazard as a false nine, his, your heart sunk, didn't it? Because you thought, that's not his position. He, he's a creator. He's a wizard. And if he does... He'll, he'll get goals that will take your breath away um, but generally Hazard, the goals that took your breath away is where he you know ran from inside our own half, beat six Arsenal players and stuck a ball in the back and let all did similar against West Ham by jinking past four players and finishing them off and we haven't got a player that's even close to approaching that capability that Hazard had it, You know, I still think we, we have really dropped the bollock by letting him go I um, well, think we
0: had much uh, choice, did we?
3: Well, we didn't have much choice I agree with you there um but I think you know uh, we, we we'd had a good period out of him where we didn't make the most of him but in in that particular case I like that I like that email I think he's right I think he's uh yeah you know you you, you got to be sitting there really <laughs> sitting, sitting there thinking what, what why why haven't I got on here why haven't I got on here you know when you said what on earth
2: God. must he be thinking I just thought nerd, or Peter.
3: Yeah, exactly that. Yes, that's that's en the. Coulée, uh, that's yeah, yeah. Bonnet de douche.
0: <laughs> mange too, Tony. mange yeah. too. A
2: orange. Yeah. Well, What's orange in French, Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's quality.
0: That was like me and Tony when we were trying to order in French oh, in in Arras. Okay. We did a good job apart from we the fact did, that we maybe, ordered a, we, we, we ordered the mystery beer which we thought was just a normal kind of 4% beer and it was actually nearly ten percent. And we had about three of them before we realized. Anyway, we digress. The time has come for the event of the year. An email from our good friend, Brian the Wolf, the man behind Chelsea in Chicago. Actually, but more importantly, the man behind this is something that will resonate with our Patreon members. The man behind the Kerry Dixon banner in the Matthew Harding Arpo, and also the Kerry Dixon mini banners, which he does for me and sends them over to me, and I've just had a delivery. So all of those of you who have ordered one recently will be getting them soon. But anyway, Jonathan, to you befalls the honour oh. of reading Brian Wolfe's email.
2: Also, if you want to add to it, he's not listening live. He's listening to this now in the gym. So if you want to do a Peloton-style, like, run fast, you bastard, while you're doing uh... it. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: good, thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I also say um, uh, Brian has uh, has made a banner for myself and Lynn, who I sit next to uh, at the bridge, which is um, uh, for Dave,
4: for oh, Dave.
1: and it says uh, um, uh, we we all call him Dave. That's what, it, and there's a picture of him, and he's done it. And um, uh, DJ uh, uh, from the, from CFC UK rather brilliantly took it to uh, took it to the club during the week, so it should be up there. For the next home game. So uh, I feel rather uh, feel rather pleased at the the uh the route. That,
2: was that night where Lynn was like, Someone should do a banner. Yeah. She was very like someone should do a fucking banner. And I went, yeah. I know a loser that can do you a banner. Yeah. And it happened. And, but yeah. she was like, Someone should respect Dave.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think well, I think it's wrong timing. It should have been earlier because I think he's uh, Oh,
0: Well, well, won't be there for long.
1: It, uh...
0: <laughs> Thanks, Chidge
1: Yeah, thank you, Chidge Anyway, well done, Brian, brilliant um, uh, Brian Wolf, uh, uh Hello to good friends, Chidge, Mr Kidd and the Titanic, Sultans of Smut Yay! Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo <laughs> I'm compelled to defend the good Tony Glover for his comments a few weeks ago about how Chelsea is a rich man's toy train set I suspect some of the negative responses to this are in fact because he's hit the nail on the head. And there's more truth in those comments than many want to admit. Chelsea is a football club run like, like a business, most often poorly. You see? Completely I've always liked Brian. Always like you. young lover. You've always loved him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on, uh, one only need to look at Manchester City for what they've done under similar circumstances and see the unprecedented success they've enjoyed over the last decade. They are the gold standard. Their owners have come in with a tremendous amount of money, hired intelligent football experts to run the operations, purchase world-class players and back to manager through thick and thin. The results speak for themselves. Going back to 2003, I thought this was supposed to be us. The numerous statements from Peter Kenyon and Bruce Buck about creating a foundation of long-term continental success. The amount of world-class players we brought into the club, for multiple reasons, it's gone wrong. We've not competed for a league title now in four seasons, the longest such period since Roman has taken over. We've not advanced beyond the round of 16 in the Champions League since 2014, the longest such period since Roman has taken over. We've gone from a top five club in world football to one closer to 15th and in danger of slipping beyond that. Here's a couple of areas why that is. Number one, the personnel. We do not hire and empower decision makers with high football IQs. One in particular stands out. Since 2003, we've been trying and failing to merge attacking football and winning football. Roman has long admired Barcelona, and the architect of those great teams was... Sheiki. De tiki but but i can never get his name but burgistan yeah yeah their director of football just call him stan sixty sick six, we should call him stan yeah yeah sixty sick wasn't he sexy sexy burgistan and in 2010 he left barcelona and joined manchester city in 2012 he has overseen the creation of an immense global scouting network and purchase of world class players why did Roman not hire him We've never had a truly qualified director of football. We instead hired Avram Grant and then eventually promoted Michael Emanalo to the role. No other hire sums up the stupidity and cronyism at Chelsea more than the hiring of Emanalo in 2007, first to Grant's staff and then promoting him to director of football, a bang average player who was running a girls' Tucson soccer academy in Arizona when he came to Chelsea. (laughs) What person can look at his body of work and say? This is the man I want overseeing our scouting, development and transfer strategist for a global club. The people running the club don't have a clue about football, nor do they care about finding people that do because of the risk of undermining their own roles. Our owner is not terribly football intelligent. Our board is a tone deaf American lawyer, Roman's former personal secretary and Roman's financial advisor these are not jobs you suddenly grow into more competently over time what actual skills do they bring to the club we coast along on this on his on this cronyism hiring friends rather than experts yes people instead of those who may be contrarian we will drive away intelligent people that do not want to work in this power structure a scarier thought is that we tried and failed to hire Stan because Stane Berig Berig, Stan. berig yes Stan because he saw the writing on the wall. The players, number two. The knock-on effect from the failures of the top levels of our club manifests itself in the players. We no longer buy at the top of the market, perhaps snake bitten from too many public failures, the irony being most of them were personal choices of those in charge. We buy average to above average players and place them in tremendously difficult positions to improve. Since we last won the league in 2017, and up until this summer, we have signed 12 senior players for over £450 million. Maratta, Bakayota, Drinkwater, Rudiger, Zappacosta, Emerson, Giroud, Barkley, Kepper, Pulisic, Jorginho, Kovacic. None of those players were world-class when signed. None of the seven currently in the side have improved significantly to justify their fees. Only one, Giroud, it can be said, has actually been great value for the money. Because he was only 15 million, wasn't he? This is the conscious decision taken by the board. Look at Ross Barkley's signing announcement. Something like, this is a player we've long admired and identified. The major decision makers identifying the players and completing the signings are not doing a good enough job. When you look at that list of players, is it a a shock as to why the last four years have gone the way they've gone? 450 million pounds spent on average to above average players. Imagine some of the names we might have signed instead. Number three, the managers. No need to spend much time here. (laughs) The board has hired and fired managers with the express purpose of getting the most out of the players named above to qualify for the top four and then rinse and repeat the following season. In the last four seasons, we've had four different managers, four different tactical systems, and every season, the end goal has been the same. Top four qualification and a cup run. Perhaps it's not the fault of the managers anymore. Yeah. Perhaps these struggles every 18 months are actually foreshadowed by a lack of patience patience and understanding in the upper echelons of the club. When will people slating the managers over a bad run of four games saying the results aren't good enough take a step back and look at the last four years and say results haven't been good enough? I think Sarri's and Tuchel's hirings are a bit funny now in context. The club obviously wanted Tuchel a few years ago, but couldn't get him and settled for the budget version of him in Sarri Correct. with the thought that, yeah, we'll be in this exact position two years from now. Don't worry. How are you then? Guten Tag. I know one response to this email may be, why care now, Brian? You only care because Frank was sacked. And yes, that's partly true because it's Frank Lampard. And if you still don't get that, you never will. But from a football perspective, there's more than that. Frank's hiring was a sign to us fans that Roman and the board would let him and Czech make the majority of decisions on personnel, receive financial backing, to go and sign players at the top of the market, like Werner and Havertz, and be given time and flexibility to work through difficult circumstances to take us above the top four slog we've fallen into and again challenge for top honours. But no, here we are again. Does Roman, Buck and Marina really think this will end differently? Do they actually think this ends with players like Jorginho, Rudiger and peg-legged Pulisic hugging each other in Istanbul come May, having beaten Bayern in the final. And even if they are at the first sign of trouble next season, Tuchel will be gone too. Our standards have slipped tremendously. Those running the club do not seem to care. What is the vision at Chelsea? Can anyone actually describe what the club is trying to accomplish more than one season out, other than making gobs of money? I'm incredibly grateful for the last 20 years, but I'm bored, I'm tired, I'm being marginalized by a club that frankly has no ambition anymore. And it's quite sad. Brian Wolf. Blimey.
2: That's that the possibly... edited version, by the way, JK. Yeah. I I'd, like, I'd like to see the
0: possibly full possibly version. the best
1: email
3: I've ever, ever seen on this show. Fantastic. Every single word. I, I might take one or two uh, different stances with the players. I think Kovacic has been a good buy, but the rest of that is spot. On absolutely spot on,
1: brilliant angle,
0: brilliant angle, absolutely, absolutely. Brian is a is a hot as Alex. Well, we Alex and I know him very well. I mean, I know you two have both met him as well. I mean, actually, incidentally, <clears throat> just to kind of dumb it down a second, uh it's a year to the day that I last saw Brian, as he was pouring yet another Guinness down my throat, trying to me trying to get me to miss my third train. Having kidnapped me in a pub somewhere in Earl's Court. I do not I I tell you, if I lived to 110, I don't think I'd find that pub again. Um he is one of life's finest people and one of Chelsea's yes. finest supporters. And he totally runs agree. and he's an American supporter. I mean, you know, anybody who thinks that there's a a divide between UK-based and foreign-based fans just need to read or hear that email and you know, they get it as much if not more than some of us do yeah. and, and he's an absolute credit to himself and to Chelsea supporters around the world. I no, I, love, I love Brian to pieces to and going. I will I will I'm also going to nick <laughs> that email Brian I'll, I'll WhatsApp you later but I would love to, to actually publish that on the Fancast website because I've been writing things like this for years about the club but I have to say mate you've articulated it far better than I ever could it's just absolutely spot on I think.
1: It should be widespread, it should have an enormous internet uh, card, yes. it should be um, sent to the club, it should be written on, it, it, there should be a flyover of, um, of a small Spitfire, and, um, or even a Sopwith Camel. And I don't know why I've chosen those two planes, but anyway. It's um, you're, you're old, and that's, they were modern when you were born. They were modern. And a, and a propaganda exercise should take place. Leaflets should be showered upon the club. He's American.
3: It should be on a P-45 Mustang. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, preferably with a P-45 attached for certain people. it be unbearable when he listens to I have to say, look, you know, we can Tony and I, as you well know, can sum that email up in one word in terms of what's happened to this club. Arsenal efication, Tony. Yes.
3: <laughs> That's, it. That's exactly what it is. It, we have become we've become everything that we've criticized about Arsenal in the past about this uh you know a successful season is finishing in the top four and maybe getting a cup.
2: Oh uh, and the tippy tappy bollocks where you never shoot as well. That's well, exactly awesome. that. And, <laughs> and
3: you know we've 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 off sat on this show and criticized Wenger for never having a plan B, for for not you know, for being scared of crossing the ball into the big man and thinking it in with his head. And that sort of stuff, but that email sums up pretty much perfectly everything about the club that that we've we've not only witnessed all the great stuff, but it goes back to the point you made earlier on. That I, I, and you said last seven years. I'm going to go back to 2012, since that point, since that Champions League win, we have lurched from not crisis. That's too. That, that isn't the right word. We have lurched from one lack of strategy to another mediocrity lack of strategy
2: to mediocrity we've yes heard.
3: absolutely and 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 we seem to be accepting on the basis that we're still you know making filthy amounts of money out of sponsorship deals and merchandising and all that sort of stuff and and a and a brand and being seen to be doing the right thing all of the we time have
2: an official f- formula one team don't forget that pony and official headphones
3: you know i mean yeah and that 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 honestly see the way you just said that then alex and that just saddens me when I hear stuff like that. It just, it, he, he's made the point in there about the, you know, I made it about Frank Lampard may well have been uh, a, 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 a a kind of panacea to, to reunite fans and the club, that connection. And they got rid of that and they've put Tuchel in. It's not his fault. Um, but I can't warm to him in the same way that I did with Frank, and it's just yet another connection, another little severance of a connection to the club that I once had, that I once loved. But I'm now sitting there thinking, uh, you know, halfway through Saturday's game, I, I could be out in the garden doing something now. I'll tell you
2: now that Brian How bad is that? to watch a game. Um, for he he won't he's going to miss like three games on the trot. He's not bothered. Mm. And for that to be, for to lose fans like that, that are pretty much obsessed, like yeah. obsessed enough to spend your disposable income coming from America to watch the club, mm. which is a gold mine for Chelsea, you're losing them as well. And it's not because they expect to win everything, it's because they just see absolutely well, no. Fucking- they've
0: pulled back the curtain of Oz, Alex, to reveal a small, old grey haired gentleman. Then there isn't anything great about it. That's what's happened. Um, The emperor has no clothes. The emperor has no (laughs) clothes. Uh, But I think, you know, you summed it up perfectly, all of you, and Brian too. I mean, the club has invested in the three M's, mediocrity and more money. Yeah. So they don't give a shit. That's what Arsenal have done. Arsenal know that they'll make as much money as they need to make by finishing in the top four and getting to the round of 16 in the Champions League. It's not about the glory anymore, it's about the money. And we and, used to mock that. And we used to mock that, and now we have we are in danger of becoming that. Yeah. Uh anyway, we must move on. And Brian, I'll get in touch with you later, mate, because I'd love to publish that on the website. It deserves a much wider audience. Mind you, I was thinking actually, you know, there are parallels with the Chelsea fan cast here. You know, we started brilliantly, we won everything, we won two an awards, and we've been resting on our laurels ever since.
2: Do you know how you can express your love for him? Go on. I bought him a crate of Lucas Guava flavoured energy drink and then realised that it will cost a hundred dollars to ship it to him. You can ship it to him via the Patreon money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> idea that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can't afford to ship it, so it's mm. in my uh storage facility. Yeah, but so you can't afford to available. ship it to me,
0: so that's no, no, that no, this is v- the thing immediately. Uh,
2: but I, I will ship it if you if we want to ship it to him as a I'd do anything
0: for Brian, you know that. Right, moving on. Last email of the week, Blind Lemon Harvey, also known as Mr. Graham Harvey. He says, "Hi, Chidge, Jonathan, and Smut Buddies. They all know you're on tonight. I'm impressed hey, by goodies, this. Good yeah. man, I like Graham. Maybe, God's maybe on. you see, maybe things are looking up for the Chelsea fancast. They were not resting on yeah. our laurels quite after all. Anyway, perhaps Thomas Tuchel should save all Chelsea supporters a year of grief and just resign now. I'm all off, I'm off for new managers imposing their philosophies and tactics and getting their players on board with their thinking. But humiliating a very popular, very promising 20-year-old player in full public gaze means that, straight away, this act has been to alienate the dressing room. Whatever his assessment of Hudson-Odoi's performance, there was absolutely no need to go public with it interestingly the pundits on match of the day not not two things that i've ever really heard associated interesting and pundits on match of the day but there you go uh they all thought that uh, hudson and Doyle did pretty well and did affect uh on did affect the game for the short period he was on but i thought tushel's move to sub him with zh to bring more intensity and energy backfired spectacularly has no one even questioned that in the po- in the post-match interview we did i think yeah yeah, we did, yeah. In the post-match interview, he said that all this would be forgotten by tomorrow morning, but it won't be, simply by virtue of his public pronouncements. He could have easily couched the decision along the lines of he felt his hamstring. As we all know, we now have to say there was an awareness in his hamstring. That's how it's, yes. that's what it's known as. Anyway, he felt his hamstring. We didn't want to uh, want to risk him ahead of the game on Tuesday and dealt with it internally. And indeed, it would then certainly be forgotten by tomorrow morning. Uh, but instead he opted to make a big show of his strength and ruthlessness as a manager. I think one of the biggest aspects of any relationship between managers and players is that of trust. He has betrayed that trust. If I as a fan feel let down, then how must those players feel knowing that he doesn't have their back? Apparently he was sending a message to the rest of the players about lack of intensity, but throwing Hudson-Odoi under the bus is really poor. Alex Ferguson was the king of these situations. After one match, he was fuming at a performance by Nanny but left it to the dressing room where he tore into Wayne Rooney. <laughs> he knew Wayne Rooney could handle it, which that's kind of the point I was making earlier on, Brian, yeah. to be uh, Graham, to be fair. Um, he didn't say a word to Nanny, but he got the message. This public humiliation of players is a dangerous game. This is the same kind of approach that Jose adopted, which didn't work out well for him. I know for sure that as a former Chelsea player, Frank Lampard would not have reacted that way. Keep really. the blue flag flying high. Graham Harvey at Blind Lemon Harve. That's a really interesting yeah. point. Really yeah. interesting point because I,
3: I, would, I, I would be willing to play what we, when we when I was doing with degree with OU, what we call author's advocate, which is, in other words, I know what Thomas Tuchel was trying to do. But I think his German, the, 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 the nature of the Germans is to be honest Right, he hasn't learnt the subtlety of actually coming out as Alex Ferguson might have done and said he had an awareness of his hamstring. Yeah, it was a precautionary substitution. With, if, if nothing else, our British ability to uh, to obscure and use our language means we're very good at bullshitting as well. Yeah, so we can say things. I, I honestly don't think culturally he would have that within him. He's a very intelligent man, but just not used to that if you like telling a fucking white lie in order not to, I do think there's some emotional intelligence missing from when you do that. If you think you can just do that publicly humiliate somebody like that and think they'll just get over it. That, that shows a lack of emotional intelligence on Thomas Tuchel's part, but I'm willing to play the advocacy part on his part because he's not English. He doesn't know how the British public and the press would react to that. So I'm willing to give, give him that. But, you know, I I would hope somebody in the club might pull him to one side and say, I say, old boy, we don't do that over here.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I mean, look. Michael Caine in Zulu. rather you ask next time, old boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant.
2: Now I'm slightly drunk. Can I say that he looks like Hair Flick's love child?
0: He does. (laughs) No, he looks like one of the band members of Craftwork. Have you heard my Craftwork song, my my, uh, ode to Tommy Tuchel, Alex?
2: No, you I'll need
0: a um, WhatsApp i going
2: I'll in the shed or?
0: Have you heard it? Cuz I WhatsApp it to you if you haven't.
2: WhatsApp it to me. I haven't right, heard okay, it. But I'll when we it. get back you'll have to get Richard to uh, get that going. All right,
0: shed. I'll do it in a minute. Um I mean, look, you know, Brian, Brian, uh, Graham makes some good points there and uh but as I said earlier on, we we did it to death earlier on and we kind of looked at it from both sides. I think ultimately the the proof in the pudding will uh, be in the eating, and we shall see, won't we? But uh, always lovely to hear from you. Another person I miss seeing in the Cock Tavern, by the way. I hope you're well, Graham, and hope you're keeping safe. And I look forward to having a beer with you when we all get back to football and away from all this nonsense. Now, uh, after this short break, uh, we will be talking about the Atletico Madrid game tomorrow.
3: Real fans... Real
4: opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to
0: the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea!
1: Football
0: Welcome back, I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course, this is the Chelsea Fancast with Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hello, everybody. Mr. Tony Glover.
3: On what it, we have to describe as a bumper edition.
0: It is a bumper edition, and you complete. That mean we've gone on for ages. You, you we're not doing. <laughs> I said, I said two and a half hours. If we do twenty minutes on this, we're only going to be ten minutes over for us. That's not bad. I have to say. Now,
2: only if that's smut though, that's quite
0: disappointing. Well, I just, you know, well, the way the cookie crumbles, guys. Anyway, enough. We want to do this part. You can carry I say on.
1: That, um, I've got an, uh, an awareness in my penis. Does that then make
2: it smutty? Brilliant. <laughs> only if you get it out and show us. I, uh, I, I, I'm
0: sorry, Jonathan, but I heard that as I I'm am I'm aware that I have a penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've oh, only so just right? found I, out. I heard it.
3: I heard it slightly differently. I heard it as I'm aware that I
0: am a player. Ah, now that makes much <laughs> more sense. Okay, now enough. Okay, I, wanna, I, wanna get, I will mute you if no, you don't no, behave. No, I'm no serious. Problem. Right, Atleta Game no, Madrid.
1: No, We've got some smut in it. We Ale- got some
0: smut. Oi! Thank smut. you. Atletico Game Madrid tomorrow. Um, a monster, 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 as Eric called, who, who sadly passed away recently. Monster, monster, monster game tomorrow. Um, this has been looming large on the horizon since before Christmas, as we all know. Um, the reality is is that Atletico Madrid are, are leading La Liga, although I think La Liga is having a bit of a weird, topsy-turvy season, a bit like uh, the Premier League is. Barcelona and Real Madrid are both in the shit, frankly, certainly financially, uh, and are not pulling down any houses. So, and, and Atletico Madrid are, 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 as we know, a tough, nuggety, wily side managed by a tough, nuggety, wily manager in Diego Simeone. However, um, there are some very interesting things, I think, to bring to the table uh, for this match. A match that I think, to be really honest, a lot of us are looking with a lot of trepidation because we know deep down that our Chelsea squad are probably no match for a side like Atletico Madrid on paper. But um, Atletico... Of uh, they lost their last match to Levante, I believe. If I can bloody find the paper that I'm. because
2: they in. did the Spanish thing and rested everybody for this though. Well, they
0: did, but they lost two nil, um, which is their first defeat for a very long time. Also, interestingly, they're missing three of their most important players, which is centre back Jimenez, the midfielder Herrera, and winger Carrasco. But it's not all it's not all joy because they've still got players like Jan Oblak, who's arguably the best keeper in the world. They've still got good old Felipe Luis, remember him? They've, yeah, they've got, uh, um, in the midfield, they've got Kondogbia, Koke, Koke Watch is still there, Sul, Llorente, Torreira. But up front is where they're a bit of a worry because they've got this kid called Jao Felix, who is a real prodigy and... Uh, A hell of a player by all accounts. They've also got Moussa Dembele. But of course they've got our old friend, Dracula. Yes, Luis Suarez, Suarez, the man with more bite than a a triple Jack Daniels on the rocks. But there you go. So, you know, the reality is they are not going to be easy. I mean, what I would say is that they don't score a lot of goals, which is typically Atletico Madrid. You know, they scored, I think, seven goals in qualification for this round. That's the lowest of any of the qualifiers. They don't score a lot of goals, but they're bloody tough to score against. But our record against them has been really quite interesting. You know, we, we famously drew against them at home last time we met them, and we nicked that win with that Maratta goal in the last minute, which knocked them out. Well, it didn't knock them out, but it, it, it helped us to qualify. Uh, of course, the most uh, recent significant meeting was the semi-final that I talked about in 2014, where we got a nuggety 0-0 draw. Uh, and then we got absolutely outclassed at home 3-1 with Costa scoring. Uh, they also absolutely spanked us 4-1 in the Super Cup. But before that, in 2009, we uh, we drew two all over there and we absolutely walloped them 4-0. So it's going to be, I think, a real test for this Chelsea side and for Tommy Tuchel in terms of what we do, Tony. What do you reckon, my friend?
3: Um, Do you know... <sighs> I've just read the stat that they've not scored uh, or they've not won a game and scored more than two goals in any game since November, right? Um, but I think you're right about the, 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 the they are a shit out of a team. Um, I think their record against us probably is much better than ours against them. Um, but I've really slapped my neck out and said I'm going for a nil-nil draw. Yeah, I-, I don't think Tuchel. I think Tuchel will know we ain't got enough to beat them. I don't think he'll he'll go particularly offensive uh in, in our style of play. It'll all be about containment. Um and I I don't I don't think we if we can't score more than what is it, you know, penalties uh, like we did against Southampton or you know uh we've had two good halves in Tuchel's Reign as far as I can see against Spurs and Newcastle. Um but I just can't see us knocking anything in there. I really can't, unless Giroud has a complete uh, and hope he plays with you, because at least it might give some of their defence something to think about. Um, but other than that, no, I'm going to stick out and say nil-nil. Nil-nil.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest, Tony. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the nil-nil, you know, because I, I have a, I have that suspicion. Because I, I just know Atletico Madrid won't give a shit if it's nil-nil. They'll have no problem with that at all. They didn't last time. and we And they walloped us in the return. Alex... Yes. Alex, where, where do you sit on this? It's gonna be a tough match, whichever way one looks at it. Although of course they've lost they've lost their home advantage, because this is this is being played in Bucharest, of course.
2: They could absolutely do a number on us though. Home advantage doesn't mean fuck all without any crowd anyway. Um and by do a number, I don't mean smash us, five nil. I mean just nil nil, stop us achieving anything. That's what they're good at, away from home. And they'll just do it twice. But well, we stop
0: time. ourselves from achieving anything, so they don't yeah. even have to do that. But
2: they only have to do that for two 90-minute spells of football and wait for our defence to fuck up once to go through. That's how Simeone will look at it.
0: Mm. I mean, JK, I, mean, I was listening to the absolutely fantastic... TalkSport do some really good shows, actually. Not many, but some of them are really good. And the best one is Trans Europe Express with Danny Kelly. And they talk about European football in great depth. And they had some really interesting people talking about Atletico Madrid and, and their view. And they know far more about this than I do because they watch a lot of La Liga. But they they say that uh, Suarez has been good for Atletico in La Liga. But he's not been at it at all in the Champions League. And he's a bit past his sell-by date in the Champions League. He's just not up to that level anymore. I mean, you know, if, if you asked me before I knew that, I would have said I'd be really worried about Suarez. Because he's just that kind of a player, isn't he? But...
1: What does that mean, Chid's not up to that level anymore? He's playing Chelsea.
0: Well, <laughs> that's a very good point, mate, isn't it? And that, that's kind of my point to you. But he's hes not played particularly well in the Champions League, according to these guys. That's what they've been saying. He and might, let's face you know, it, they would have played teams worse than us in their group.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think it depends on what tactics he employs and who he chooses. I think if uh, if Giroud plays... and. It about a bit, we might score. It's well, the Giroud
2: it. game hundred percent, isn't it? JK. Yeah. He has the you don't start him, you're a
1: mug. You're a mug. He has this great ability to score, really. Um, out of the blue. I mean, he's the he's to me He's the he's a he's a proper striker because he's well stopped. they
2: will bring shithousery to the party. Yeah. It's what they're awesome at. Yeah. And yeah. we need to bring it. And he is the best shithousery. He's dealing exactly with it, absolutely.
3: As well. as, he's got the same attributes that he's got the same attributes as yeah. He can defend his elbows. He's yeah, He can be an awkward, clumsy bastard. Defenders He'll score he a has. header.
1: He'll score a great goal from an angle that none of us ever thought he could score. Yeah, exactly. and that's... We
2: don't need pretty football. They're brilliant at stopping people playing pretty football. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. We need a big bastard. We
0: need Giroud. And but if let's you not see how he
1: comes from... with it, you know, he's going to yeah. play Kante. He's going to play Silver. Um... No, he's
0: not. Silver's out. Is he out yeah. again? Yeah. yeah. He's not made it. Oh
1: wow! I thought he was keeping him. Just no, no. He's not game. made the squad, mate. He's still oh, injured. Oh, no. still injured. Oh, it was much more uh, serious than we thought. Then that. Uh,
2: that I totally missed the point where they signed the donkey-faced gnawing bastard. When did that happen? Uh,
1: two seasons ago, wasn't it? A season and a half ago. Really? They bought him.
0: Yeah, but what's happened to Maratta? Um, I don't know.
2: He's back in Italy, I
0: think. Juventus? I don't know. Because, you know, I, I don't, it, I don't really care.
2: No, no that's thought... the thing. I just I was you know. so glad he left. I didn't yeah. give a fuck. I mean,
0: um, let, let's talk about us for a minute. Because um, we talked a little bit about them. I mean, Yao, Yao Felix is definitely a player that, that, that worries me. I, I'm and, and Dembele's not a bad player. Juventus. He's, yeah, on like, he's on loan to Juventus. He's on loan like, to Well, I mean, who are we going to go for? I mean, I've got... This is what I've got down here. Mendy, Rudiger, Christensen, Aspilicueta, Alonso. Now, this is what... Well, Alonso and Hudson-Odoi, absolutely. Personally, I would play Kante and Kovacic because we need a bit of a bastard in there with Kovacic and I know you'll all agree with that. I think he'll play Jorginho because he'll want to try and keep hold of the ball. Uh, Well, I don't know why, but that's what I think he'll do. And then I think he'll go Werner Giroud-Mount up front.
1: Yes.
2: Which I can live with as long as Giroud's there.
1: He seems to be wedded to Werner, doesn't he? Yeah. He's not not wedded to Zayek, who clearly isn't doing anything in training either.
0: Pulisic still probably carrying an injury, not fully
1: fit. Still feeling his his calf.
0: Has an awareness in his calf. Awareness in his calf. And his penis. And his penis and his cock.
1: Um, uh, so, uh, will, will he play James or will he play um, just on his own on the right hand side there?
0: No, I think he'll go Hudson O'Doy.
1: If he's playing the three, you'll play Hudson Adoy on the I right. Think he'll go,
0: I think he'll go 3 4, three, four 2 1 yeah. again. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. I mean, every time we've said he ha- he won't do, he's, he's not changed from it. He's not deviated once.
1: Obviously, the other thing it was 4 1 4 1. They thought he might try and play, but it's unlikely, isn't he, against. against um, Uh, against them would he play defensively do you think I think we said it and contain them and then try and get them on the break he hasn't done that at all this season
2: I think all of the stuff where you would usually in this scenario wouldn't you you would just go not to fuck it up on the away leg but the home leg doesn't mean anything home advantage is so up in the air with no crowd Mm. that I think it kind of moves the goalposts well
0: you say that Alex but the same rules still apply in two-legged football at the end of the first leg you want to still be in the tie
2: Yes, yeah, that's
0: true you know and i and i think I think Tony's actually you know as, as we all know, he's a hidden genius, but I think his nil nil prediction is not not perhaps going to be far away from the mark because we know we find it bloody hard to create and score anyway, but we can keep the ball we i mean what he has done is he's organized us and he's enabled us to keep a lot of possession. Atletico Madrid won't give a shit about us having possession because they'll just try and unpick us when they can. But I wouldn't say that they were a, a, a massive counter-attacking team. I wouldn't say that they're a massive high-pressing team. They're a patient, shithousery team which will take the, who will take a chance if they get it. But if they don't get it, they won't worry. So I, I, think, I, I could see it ending up as a draw tomorrow night.
1: I think Suarez could get sent off, actually. Just, just because it's a British team and he wants to try and prove himself. Because I don't think he enjoyed his time in, in England. So
0: oh,
2: no. uh, I didn't enjoy his time in England no, either. None of us. Well, you know,
0: there's plenty of black no, players I'll for him. Pl- plenty of black players that play for Chelsea for him to racially abuse. So you know, he yeah. should be in his element. I'll tell you he? what they
3: come to us they fucking loved him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's a look. He was a great player in his day, an absolute yeah, shithead, that, but a great player in his day. But I'm, you know, everybody that knows more about European football than me is saying that he's he's not the player he was. He's a good player to go and grab, you know, he's the kind, if you want to kind of put it in Premier League terms, he's the kind of player who's a bit past it, you bring on when you're playing somebody like, um, you know, uh, Fulham or or Burnley, you know, a, a, a team you expect to hammer, but you don't play them against Liverpool or Man City or Man United. Like Gareth Bale, you mean? A bit like that, yeah, you know. Exactly, another croc from Spain. I couldn't miss
3: being cruel there, really. So
0: there we go. Look, final question of the evening, in fact, uh, other than getting Alex and JK's predictions in a minute. But you know, do you think people that, that Tuchel is is gonna get a pass for this? I mean, we we all looked at horror when we drew arguably the hardest draw of the round of sixteen in getting Atletico Madrid. We all feared for Frank at the time about really getting a bit of a you know, a bit of a shellacking here. Things have clearly changed since then. So, J.K., do you think do you think Tuchel gets a bit of a pass for this? He's, he, 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 you know, he can't really lose, can he? I mean, he's, you know, the club can't beat him up for no, getting I think knocked he can out by this I
1: think he can if they lose badly.
0: They get embarrassed. Yes. I don't think they will, though, mate.
1: Yeah. No, neither do I. Neither do I. But um... I don't
2: think Atletico are not the kind of team to put you to the sword. If they no. were taking you up, they'd just fucking put eleven men back and do nothing. So. Yeah. I'd think they will it's very hearing, OS. I think you have to be truly fucking shit to get done like seven mil over two. At the same
1: time I think I think he's the kind of manager who will go to the board if he feels that it's it's not going to work for him at all. And and um, and if therefore he could come out of this even if they lose easily smelling of roses by just saying, look what you've left me with. I need I'll need some um, some decent um, uh, new players in the summer.
2: Yeah. And, give me uh, some pocket money, please.
1: Yeah. 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 To make it work. So uh he he could he, he even losing, I think he could put it to his advantage. But um uh but I know i I I think we'll as you say Tony, I think we'll defend well and uh and we're good at keeping the ball. So um mm. yeah I think it'll be very low scoring. One one or nil You you
0: reckon a one one? Yeah one yeah. one Tony goes nil nil, you go one one, Alex yeah, I'll
2: go low scoring
0: as well. I'll go nil nil. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted with the nil nil. Um just a quick one. We got some lovely notes from Benji, who's in our Patreon group and uh, Discord as well. And he says that he makes a couple of very interesting points. They that's obviously a solid team. They like to play three, five, two. Um they don't score many goals this we knew. Um you know because we've got a tighter defence now that we do have i think we do have a chance because they don't score a lot of goals that's kind of what benji was saying um he said it's because he lives in barcelona he says it's interesting what what the spanish are saying out there he says you know they don't feel they don't feel that we'll be a pushover especially under Tuchel. um because they know him from paris they they rate him as a manager so it could be quite an intriguing tie i mean i think that the you know the essence that i pull out of that is that you know this might not be I mean, we were all very worried about it, as I said, oh, we're going to lose to this lot. But it might be a lot closer than we're thinking. It could be intriguing. So don't give up hope quite yet, is what I would say. Now, um, I'm afraid we have to not give up hope, but it's time for us to finally bid you all farewell after what Tony did say a few minutes ago. A bumper edition of the Chelsea. Almost podding shed in terms of its depth. And While you
3: mention a podding shed, I I want to make it clear that there will be... A centenary episode, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. A centenary episode. There we go. Exactly. Whilst you're flying away on your 798th or whatever. Yeah, the
0: podding shed's been, been going. 100 years. Or yeah, 100, exactly.
3: 100 episodes. 100 episodes of the podding shed. I want to be able to lift my back, JK. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. <laughs>
2: Don't forget to tell everyone about canners. Oh,
0: uh, don't yes. worry. Dad. You don't have to worry. This is what I do. You know, I make sure, mind you, I forget how often things I ever talk about <laughs> anyway. So you're actually dead right. Uh, actually, <laughs> I'll do it now before I do forget. Actually, it's very good because I was going to talk about the sleep out. And of course, you know, when we did the uh, Supporters Trust uh, big sleep out last year, uh, I actually slept with Paul Cannaville. Uh Not in that way, obviously. Uh, I think Caroline was in between me and Canner's, but... He entertained me and kept me awake all night by asking me who was the assistant manager of Chelsea when he was there and all these kind of things. And as you all know, apart from the fact he's a delightful man and we love him to pieces, he's a massive friend of this show and us. And he's been very, very, very poorly in hospital. He was in ICU and in critical, on the critical list. But we heard some news today on Twitter uh, from his foundation and they would know that he's no longer in ICU and he's off the critical list. So whilst he's still clearly not a well bunny, He's making the first small steps to recovery, and i- and I know that all of us here, all of you listening, will be sending good positive vibes to Canners and hope he makes a full recovery because he's one of life's lovely people, and we love him, and we want to make sure he gets better so there you go uh now, I did mention the sleep out um that is happening on March the twenty seventh I've set up my funding page. Uh, I do believe that um I have it pinned, and if I haven't, then I deserve to go and be put in detention and write a hundred lines but uh, I believe it's pinned to my Twitter profile. So if you go there, it's not. I deserve to be fined and sent into Twitter jail and all the rest of it. I will pin my virgin money giving details on my Twitter, stat Stanford Chidge account. Uh, and then you can all, uh, you know, sponsor me or whatever you do, because I shall be sleeping in my shed for the night uh, in aid of the Stoll Foundation, our neighbours at Stamford Bridge, who of course look after veterans who have been made homeless or have suffered from PTSD and all sorts of dreadful things and they need our support and it's local so we thought it would be a nice touch to do that. So uh, I will be annoying you every week from now on saying please donate to my page so that we can donate to a fabulous cause. But there you go, right. Um I think that's it for plugs but uh, apart from obviously Alex, History Hack and the uh, the Great what would you He's call it? Good. I like that, History Yeah, it's great. What's, history what's the great. what's the Great War group or something?
2: Yeah, if you're into your First World War yeah. history, we uh, have a magazine every quarter and uh, we have a pub. We have the Kitchener Arms where we hang out on a Saturday night. Uh, it's a wellness thing for people. Uh, I thought it was and-
3: the Victory Arms.
2: No, Kitchener Arms, mm, named no. after my man. Um, mm. Yeah, but we do talks. We've uh, Do you know the online course? We put it up for sale and it's sold out in 24 hours. Wow. Online course on the Western Front with the mighty, mighty brains like Peter Hart and me giving lectures. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's kind of like you know before you decide you want to go back to do a master's and spend 10 grand on uni, do you want to try doing something a little bit academic first? It was designed for that kind of people. And the response was phenomenal Um that wow. we sold it out twice because we put it back on and said, we'd do it on a Tuesday night as well. Um, and it's now sold out again. So we do all kinds of bits like that. We do, if you want to get into research in World War One, if you just want to hang out with fellow, we've we've coined this term war bores Yeah. Um, and we're having little badges made, war ball badges. Well, he's lovely. Uh, and I'm yeah. a
0: member and I commend it to people. How did you, you become a member? If you like your first World War history, how did you become a member, Alex?
2: Greatwargroup.com.
0: There you go. You've heard it here first. Now, uh, I am afraid uh, that that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, JK and I will, will return. Like the podding shed, we will return. But we'll return on Friday because we mm. don't hang about, mate. all
3: right okay nice one (laughs) anyway
0: we will return on friday with martin wickham the wonderful martin wickham we might not get martin on friday nights for much longer because i suspect the pubs will be open soon he'll be telling us to fuck off (laughs) i've got (laughs) better things to do he'll be saying but anyway martin wickham will be with us and the lovely sam incasol from football.london that's our preview show 7 p.m live on mixler Uh, obviously we'll be looking back And all the latest Chelsea news from the week and uh, reviewing the match against Atletico Madrid. And of course, we'll be looking ahead to Sunday's big match against Man United. And I will have a, a stellar Man United fan to join us. I promise you. I know Is who it Aaron. I, well, I can't possibly reveal that, but yes, oh, that's who I, I have in mind. I haven't asked I him yet. Him.
2: I, haven't I was asked listening him. to him cover Norwich the other day on Saturday and I was yeah. like, I, miss, he I may, miss my Indian brother from another mother. He
0: may well be working, of course, but I shall try and get him. If not, I shall get an inferior substitute. Uh maybe Paddy. We get Paddy on. Paddy's a man United yeah, fan, I miss isn't Paddy he? As yeah, Well, yeah. Because in- well, yeah, we love Paddy too, don't we? Yeah. We do love so keep Paddy. it in the family, the old love sport people. Yeah. yeah. definitely all right so there we go so that'll be on friday uh evening at seven a massive match on sunday really looking forward to that now jk and i will of course be back next monday with two guests as yet to be confirmed largely as we all know who are sitting around this table i've yet to do the schedule but you also know that i'm on the case because i've asked you all when you're free and some of you like jk and tony have been really good and let me know when they're free Not mentioning any other names at all, obviously.
2: I can do all of them because nobody has a life anymore. All right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you, Alex. You are an angel. I'm dealing
2: with Brian's ego already. I'll pop
0: you in. I'll pop you in for one or two then. Anyway, so there we go. But there'll be some great guests with me and JK, as always. Uh, and, of course, we'll be looking back at the Man United match and ahead to another massive match, Liverpool, next Thursday, uh, week on Thursday. Bloody hell. Now, don't forget to check out Dean's Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast on the Chelsea FC women's team, which will be out tomorrow night. And, of course, the Chelsea Fancast is available as a podcast on ChelseaFancast.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you want a, like a central place for all of your Chelsea podcasts, you should... Basically, go and download the Chelsea or the CFC Blues app and they'll tell you how to do it right here. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights,
3: interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts, download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.
0: Uh, And i mentioned it throughout the night, but uh, again, massive, massive. Wow. I mean, the people who have been joining the patreon group i love you all every one of you individually it's very really really sweet of you uh as you know if you join us on patreon and there's no we don't have any of this tears nonsense it's basically pay us whatever you bloody want we don't care we're not fussy but if you do uh you are entitled yes you are entitled in this era of entitlement you are entitled to a kerry dixon mini banner designed by brian Wolfe and uh and walker of course Uh, And of course, you immediately gain entry into our prestigious Discord group, which includes myself, the Right Honourable Tony Glover and a mystery person called J.K. Rovers. The dilemma I've got with that, Chich, is that it's it's on a,
1: um, you're on a delay and they actually get, you're on a delay watching BT Sport. And uh, Discord gets the goal about uh, three seconds before it actually happens. You not have that problem. I have no. That. No, I thought
3: it was the other way it's the Other way around We tended to get it first. Yeah, and the poor souls that are watching it in foreign climate. Well, no, sorry, like sorry. Like that's
1: it. what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah Yank, oh Yank, yeah, yeah,
3: well, yeah, yeah. But then, then that, that somebody else's problem. I don't care.
0: Yeah, the Yanks are about three minutes behind, or as we like yeah. to say in England, the Yanks are about two years late, like they always are. Yeah. Bottom exactly. tush. There you go. Bit of a history joke for you. Bit of a world war history, on a history joke.
2: joke as well. Brian says, please don't ever stop doing the German accents.
0: <laughs> ja vol, mein Herr. Uh, yeah. This. Willkommen, bienvenue, Broadway. Craft, craft work. Cheers, oh, quickly. I know. I forgot to send it to Alex. I'll. Uh, I uh, might just. i might We might play out to it if I can find it in time. Uh, Tony,
1: Tony, Tony, do nights on Broadway quickly.
0: What's nights on Broadway? <laughs> oh, I
3: wish I could. <laughs> what? And I need a bit of a. I need a bit of a run up. So what in
0: hell? that's on broadway what are you, you you just absolutely i've you've completely lost my train of thought and everything and i desperately you were
2: saying goodbye chidge you've basically okay. sold everything all Can't right worry.
0: patreon yes i know what i was saying patreon yeah come and join it you get into the discord group which is great fun particularly on a match day loads of really good people in there a bit like the mixler chat room really but like 24 7 uh and you get a mini kerry banner join it at patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast and of course uh, just a real shout out to our emailers in this week they were they were absolutely every week top class emails i mean you, you you put us to shame you write far more intelligently and articulately than we all do and, and we're very blessed that you do that and it's our honor to, and privilege to read them out and it's my honor and privilege that jk reads them out because we're blessed to have him and he's wonderful Me, the praise I'm getting, but you are, you know, we don't say it enough.
1: Is that it it for the season?
0: No, no, I might even do it next week. You never know.
2: We may be done, but Brian will still be in the gym, so keep running. Yeah, keep running, Brian, you lazy bastard. Get on it, mate. Come on, Brian. Anyway, if you want to, if you want,
0: just a a reminder if you want to get your emails read out, then you do need to get them to me on a Sunday. Okay, I tend to do the scripts these days on a Sunday and you know, so get it in on a Sunday, send them to ChelseaFancast at gmail dot com. Right, you can follow the show on Twitter at ChelseaFanCast, me at Stanford Shijs, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at GrocerJetUK, UK, Alex at C F C G W L B. And of course we're on Facebook and Instagram and everything else at Chelsea Fancast. Right, it's been epic tonight. Um Spartacus. Spartacus Ben Hur of Fancast. Ben Hur. It's the Heaven's Gate of podcasts. That's one for the film buffs there. Yes. Uh, Alex, I love you totally. It's so nice to see you. It's been great. I I can't bear... This is why it's gone on so long. I can't bear to stop the show because it's just lovely to see you all. No. Is
4: that
0: it? Is that all we get?
3: Yeah, she's... That's Alex being... Yeah, oh, oh. hey, I've
2: I've had so much fucking bourbon by now that I'm not <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> this is
0: the that's the girl I remember. I love it. Oh, oh. The cat. Look at that beautiful oh, pussy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh he's fast asleep but he's not <laughs> in. Bed.
0: There we go. Brilliant. uh, I, uh I'm... I know that, Dan. Sorry, Dan just said from from, uh, from uh, Mixer, don't use that reference. Jitch, Heaven's Gate was a critical failure. I've written an essay on Heaven's Gate, Dan. I know that. Uh, anyway, uh, Tony, you've been absolutely brilliant as always, mate. Always lovely to see yeah, you. Yeah, it's been
3: great fun. Great fun. I'm getting a chance to... Of a, of a rant against modern football in general i know you love quite, that i, 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 I just yeah. it, i just i crossed the line yesterday watching do you
2: feel like better that. now tony i
3: do feel a bit better now, but that's partly because you've been i was
2: there I i'd massage your earlobes like oh, i'm, I'm getting more
0: grief on mixler paul burgess just said did you just mention pussy i did paul but i was not i was referring to alex's lovely cat who is called bertie was i not alex
2: you were, and he was on the Zoom screen, which they he can't was. see at the they time They can't yeah. see the Zoom but screen. I did not just get it out. There no, was no. a cat. <laughs> I was, you know what? I'm going on my Twitter now to post a picture of the cat just to prove that there is a cat and that this is not some kind oh, of...
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: Uh, you can't post a picture of a random vagina.
0: No, well, maybe not. Tony, I've just... By the way, I found this walking book of walks in Hampshire, and I found one near Hambledon. Well done. So we'll, we that's where we're that. going to go, and I'll bring the bottle of whiskey and the cigars, yes, and you and I can go for a trundle over a Broad half penny Down.
3: Oh, that'd be lovely, and that, Ridge,
0: that. Ridge Meadow. Yes, Yes. And if there's a game on, blimey, yeah. Ooh. So there we go. But that's our plan for post lock, the post lockdown, post nuclear fallout world. <laughs> it's uh, now be like that, isn't it? it is, <laughs> it's isn't be it? Be like anyway, uh, I've now
2: yeah. tweeted the cat.
0: Thank you, to to do Alex. Do you now, last but by no means least, the incredibly patient and erudite and lovely and fluffy Jonathan Kidd.
1: Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time for talk.
2: Is no. this because someone said that you didn't have the vocal range to do that? So you're just... <laughs> you do? No, no, it's because, because Tony looks like... Um one of the ah uh, okay no because English Dan 7 just said when you tried that other thing that no one has the I don't think anyone has the vocal range I'm like I think you are fine, JK. Yeah, of course right thank the you w. everybody
0: for listening see you next week no see you Friday let's get it right until then keep it blue keep it careful and keep it Chels up
1: of Chels up
4: of Chels jawoll jawoll schnell schnell
1: schnell schnell and George George